listening to the Professional Amateurs Podcast. What's up, world? This is Jamal, host of Professional Amateurs Podcast, and we are back for episode six. I got my man Courtney here, and um, we're going to be attacking all the teams in the NBA. We're going to break it down um, in the two episodes, though. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference tonight, and we're going to pretty much go um, by division and just look at the landscape of the league and all the teams in the East and just ask each other a question. Now, we got um, 15 teams in Questions a piece. I got 15 for him. He got 15 for me. We don't know each other's questions, so this should be uh, entertaining. Uh, so we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, nothing. Courtney, you want to interject? You want to say anything before we get started, though? About nah, I'm ready. I'm just a dude with an opinion. You know I ain't got shit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got one of these days, man, you're going to have something extra, man. I, I keep trying to tee it up, though. You feel me? But one of these days, you're going to have something extra for me. Just like you be like one of these days, I'm going to have a different way to close the show out. We're going to see who get what they want first. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna see luck. how that goes. All right, so um, we're gonna start with Atlantic. Now, what I'm gonna do pretty much is I'm gonna go um, and from the bottom to the top as far as uh record. It's early in the season right now, but you know um, we're just gonna break it down as far as uh, like I said, we're gonna go by division. But the teams we're gonna start out with, I'm gonna start at the bottom. So the teams in Atlantic, uh, I'm gonna start out with uh the Brooklyn Nets. They are the fifth place team in the division as of today. Um, standing at eight and ten, um, depending on how you look at them, like I mean, I guess this it could be a whole bunch of questions about this team. But my particular question for you pertaining to this team is: Is it worth it? Is it worth keeping everything intact? Could you trust like the switch to hit with this team, or is it just like you know what we tried, put a grenade to it? Uh, I don't think there's no switch to be had. Realistically, this team can win one round tops if it's the right matchup. But other than that, I don't think it's a switch to be had. So they are second round exit at best. That's the ceiling so, for them? You got second round exit? Oh, the second at round best, exit ceiling? I don't think they can win two rounds unless something dramatic happens. So unless you're telling me that you think they can still make the finals or something like that, then I don't think there's a switch to be had. I'm devil's advocate by nature, but I – I don't think they can. I don't even think they can win around. Truth be told, I think they can win around only because if they say they get the six seed and the three seed is Cleveland or Miami or something like that, if something don't go right, they, they won't be either one of them in the best of seven. They won't be. I, I would. I wouldn't pick them to win the series, but let's just say for the sake of the argument, Evan Mobley has young player jitters. Um, Miami, uh, Tyler Hero. Gets in one of the slumps that he's known to have at times in the playoffs. Like they're good enough to where if something don't go right for one of them teams, they can still win the series. But more t- more than likely, they'll lose in about six games. But I'm just saying, they need a, a matchup of that of that magnitude. If they beat a seven to eight seed, they cannot beat Boston or Milwaukee, which I think would be the top two seeds in, in the conference. So if you if your argument is they can still make the finals, then that's on you. But I don't personally think they can. So I don't know what switch can be had. Mm. And if you're not going to resign Kyrie Irving after this season, then I don't see no point in keeping Kevin Durant personally. So put the grenade to it is what you're saying pretty much. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you want to call it a grenade or whatever because you, you can say to yourself, man, we got Durant for four more years so we can try to rebuild around him. I just don't see a, a way you can do it. Mm-hmm. Because 
Kyrie would have to be a signing trade, but I don't know nobody who wants to sign him in top dollar. Nobody. So what would the trade be? I don't know. Ben Simmons has no value, so you can't trade him. They don't have no player on their team under 25 that you can build with as like the next piece to go with Durant. So if you're not going to resign Kyrie Irving, I just don't see the point in keeping Kevin Durant. I don't see the point. Yeah, I mean, I I can agree with you on that. Part of me looks at some of the front-end talent and just comedy because basketball is tricky, man. You can catch lightning in a bottle with basketball. And this is the one team that if they catch lightning in a bottle, it can kind of be dangerous. Now, personnel-wise, I don't really see how it's possible for them to catch lightning in a bottle. Um I mean, I think they can get hot offensively, but you have to be able to, to guard at the elite level to win in the NBA. On all levels of basketball, but particularly in the NBA, like there's never been an NBA champion who couldn't guard at the elite level. So I just, I mean, I don't see how they could actually do it, but I mean, it, it's intriguing. The front end talent is intriguing. And, and I can see how the front office would be like, man, well, you know, just like you said, we have the rank for more years. Let's roll the dice with it. I mean, what else can we do? You know, so I mean, but it can't be. But it ain't rolling the dice if you just had Harden and you done had Kyrie Irving. What other guard is possible to get that's up that caliber? If he ain't one one of them two guards, I really don't see the case for him personally. But I'm just yeah. saying. But that's just say for the sake of the argument, they want to keep him. Mm-hmm. What guard are you getting as good as them two? Like you, you got Harden's probably a top twenty-five player overall, and so is probably Kyrie Irving, and then you got him at the best score in the league. So if you can't win with these two, I mean, where you going with it? Yeah, I mean, and I don't know where you go with it. Pieces matter, man. I say that all the time. You know, I say that about like the most important thing is fit when it comes to champion. I mean, you, of course, you have to have talent, but I mean, everybody, especially if you're a playoff team, you have enough talent, but. Your pieces really got to fit, and the pieces just really don't fit as far as, like, making a complete basketball team with everything with them. So main issue with them is the pieces don't fit. Um, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, the direction they take it in. What you got for me, though, as far as Brooklyn? Oh, man, we don't talked about them so much, man. My question was, like, lighthearted, but yeah. a, a legit one. Did mm-hmm. TJ Warren done, man? You forgot he was in the NBA for a second. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Is that motherfucker done, man? Hey, man. I don't want to. I got a lot of Carolina pride, man, you know. So I don't want to talk bad about. Uh, I mean, I ain't talking bad about it. I mean, is this injury, like, because I mean, I know it's supposed to be like some foot situation or whatever, but that man is like 18, 20 points a night. You like, yeah, like, he was a legit scorer. Yeah, he was, and it just and he ain't played in like two years, and yeah, ain't been a word or nothing. Yeah, can't get like, on the floor at all. So I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say done, um, but yeah, he's on the he's on the done road. He's definitely on that path. So ain't nobody saying shit. Ain't nobody like. I literally. That's funny that you said that you just like you forgot he was in the league for a second. I kind of did. I, I know. I remember. He was in the league for a second. Yeah, it don't be no updates about the man. Don't no, you really like he's he's on the way like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Yeah, but for a team that's trying to win it and a guy that can score 18 to 20 a night, it kind of matters if he come the fuck back, though, don't well, like, scoring, no, it never, scoring hasn't been their problem ever. So It ain't their problem, but would you rather play him instead of damn Cam Thomas or Patty Mills or 
Chef Curry wouldn't be as important. Hell, maybe Ben Simmons wouldn't be as important. Maybe you could really put Ben Simmons at center because he could play the four or play the three. Why can't Kevin Durant go to the four? Like he he's a player that can like help change some shit. I mean, like, I, I ain't saying he can't help that roster, but he won't change the fortunes of Brooklyn. Like he doesn't but, help anything that really ails them right now. Yeah, but you just said lightning in the bottom. Adding another 20 point per game score that's six nine two forty. I mean, that, that helps get some light, don't it? Like, yeah. Shit. yeah, yeah, it does. But yeah, that's really weird though. How he can't get on the floor at all now. Mm. Kind of strange. But you know, that is what it is with them. And don't nobody say a damn word. He's just missing. Like, right. <laughs> like really, though. <laughs> We're going to have to dig in. We're going to have to dig in today and find out what's going on with TJ Warren, man. All right, so um, the next team in the Atlantic, um, this is your team, the New York Knicks. Um, nine and nine right now. Um, not bad. I mean, 99 is 500, so, I mean, I guess you'd call that mediocre. But depending on what type of Knicks fan you are, um, you could take that how you want. Like, it's nine and nine. What does that look like to you as a Knicks fan? Let me just ask you that. Is this that's what um, it's supposed to look like? If we like, good enough this, to make the, the play in, okay. that's what we doing. Yeah, like because uh, depending on which Knicks fan you talk to, they got different expectations of the team. Like, it's some Knicks fans you have the delusional Knicks fans, and you have you one of the more realistic Knicks fans, or like and the most pessimistic Knicks fan I've ever seen. Like, you're the only Knicks fan I've ever seen in my life that like will routinely not want your team to make the playoffs. It's kind of weird to me, but, you know. Yeah, but um, if, it don't, if it don't make sense to go, if you just going to get your ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, this team, but this team right here is literally is, is, is 500 as it gets. So Yeah, so so this is right on par with what you thought the team would be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then the Victor uh, sweepstakes don't make it no better because I, I believe by, by the time the uh, other teams are going to start Getting the tank mode in, so we oh, yeah, win yeah, a yeah. few more these, games, and maybe we should win. You know? A lot of these uh, standings. If we did this, I kind of want to do another show like this around trade deadline because the talk is going to be different around a lot of these teams that we're going right. to be talking about the next couple episodes. Right. So, like, um, my question for you about uh, New York is like player specific, and you watch them a little bit uh, closely, more closely than I do. What yeah, is the ceiling for Cam Reddish, like the realistic ceiling for Cam Reddish, based on this role that he's in. Oh, it's strictly a, a three and D dude, based on the role he's in. Do but you see him ever being able to come out of that role and get into like a more advanced role, like becoming more of a focal point in the offense? I think we should give him that that chance. But I don't think he will get it. That's my main question. Do you think? It. Do you think it turns that corner? Because I know, based, like right now, he's kind of like he's not using like what I'm talking. About. Like, do you think he can ever get into like the RJ Barrett? Like, or do you think they ever get to a position where they move like Randall or something like that? And then it's just kind of like these are my one and two guys because I think he's good enough potentially, like with his skill set, to be uh, number two. Cam Reddish is the most talented player on the team. Period. Yeah. He's more talented than Barrett. He got more tools than Bronson, Randall, whatever. He's the most talented player on the team, hands down. Mm -hmm. But he has a, a demeanor and shit to him that I see why they don't love him. Like, he, he kind of plays like he's too cool for school. He runs real cool. He, yeah, that pissed me off when he was that dude. <laughs> um, He got some of the best misses you ever seen in your life when he going to the rim. Like, he'll bop your ass and get to the goal, and all of a sudden you don't know where the hell the ball going. 
He'll line drive two threes and then he'll hit four of them in your face, draped all on him like he he the most inconsistent flashes dude you ever seen in your life. Like he, he But you see the flashes though, like oh bro, gotta see him every game. He be three or four plays where it's like, why the fuck can't you do this consistently? But as far as why I get why teams don't give him the whole mm-hmm. clip, I, I get it. But but I would kill for us to do it. Absolutely. I would, I would kill. I wanted my team to get into Cam Ready sweepstakes before he started playing. Like, I think he's playing too well now. Now it's going to be hard to get him from the Knicks. But I really wanted to get into that because I didn't think Tibbs trusted me. And I just was like, yeah, go ahead and unload him before you realize what you got and send him on down to South Beach. But might be a little bit too late for that. So, you know. Yeah, because I'm interested because I think we should sign him now. I think we should give him an extension now. So try to give him like a four-year, fifty million, mm-hmm. four-year, you know, sixty million, maybe. Like, go yeah. ahead and give it now because he's yeah. good enough to where if if something happens to Barrett or some damn body and he fucks around and have a month where he averages 19, 21 points and seven balls or some shit, we gonna mm-hmm. he gonna fuck around and get suitors. I wish we go ahead and give it to him now before something could happen to where he gets a better life. He definitely gonna get some suitors. That's coming. But the price uh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it will. I don't think he will in this role, because this role, you gotta literally like realize that he's our best defender. But it's mm-hmm. the Knicks, like you don't know how much that really means. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's the best defender on the Knicks. Like you better than Evan Fournier, you better than Derrick Rose, you better than Emmanuel Quickly. I don't know how much flowers you gonna get for that. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how many other teams are looking at that going. Oh man, bring him over here because he's the best one on the Knicks. Like I don't think it holds up. <laughs> but I do think he's talented enough to where if Barry gets hurt for thirty days or yeah. Randall goes down for thirty days and he can get a better light and know he gets it, I do think he can score and, and show flashes that were like, okay, maybe Cam Reddish could be more than what he's showing. So I just hope I just hope he don't get that opportunity to show that before we give him the money. So I'd rather – and I don't want to pay top dollar for him either. So four for 52, four for 60, something That's like that. That's why I said you can give it to him money. while while it's still look. You can have a cheap deal for him right now pretty much. And, and hope that he hope that he says, yo, man, I ain't really showing what I can do, dude. I'm going to bet on myself. Risk not getting his money. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, you gambling on him not trying to bet on himself, basically. Yeah. And let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? So I personally would try to give him a deal now before he get a chance to show something. As if it was me. But he's the most talented player on the team, though, for sure. Yeah, I agree with that, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, what you got for the Knicks? Uh, my question, I got two. I, well, well, it ties into two. Yeah. Could Derrick Rose help a contender? Mm-hmm. And if Evan Fournier was on a buyout, do you think he could help a contender? Um, I think Evan Fournier could help a contender more than Derrick Rose, but I think they both could. Um, I think Evan Fournier, if he's bought out, let me see a contender who could probably use him right now. Because he's the hell of a shooter. Yeah, exactly. He's one But of he got to be in the right role. Yeah, he's one of the best. He, he needs to be in that role, like you were saying, like pretty much how they want, how y'all using Cam Reddish. Like, um, I mean, he's not a bad defender, but like just a 3 and D role pretty much for him per se. Um but Derrick Rose actually absolutely could help a contender too. As a matter of fact, um if Phoenix should look at him as a backup point guard because Cameron Payne just ain't it. 
You know what? I owe that man a, a public apology. Who, Cameron Payne? Because the last seven, eight games, he's been averaging about 20 a night and about six assists. So he's still garbage to me, but no, if you're he, doing your he, thing, he, I got to give you flowers. Why, why you here? So he's been about 26 <laughs> the last eight games. So I, I But so do you I trust talk, that in April, May, June? I, I don't, but I can't ignore what you're doing either. I can't talk shit about you either. Like I ain't seeing either. So I'm just I'm just giving him a public man, look, I talk man. shit about him on the podcast, and then I gotta give him his flowers on the podcast. I love to see growth. And still man. fuck him. It's still fuck him. <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? See, but man. It, I love to see that, man. Yeah, you but but man. if you rocking, I gotta give you a do. You know what I'm saying? He's been rocking, so I gotta give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I gotta give it to him. So he's been doing his thing the last seven, eight games. So yeah. And the Phoenix Suns in first place with no Chris Paul playing, so he plays a role in that. So I gotta give him his do. Mm-hmm. I give his do. Okay. Yeah, but for the, to answer your question, yes, I think they both could help contenders. Um, Evan Fournier, more than Derrick Rose. The shooting is more paramount. Like, you need the shooting more than anything in the playoffs or uh, to be able to space the floor. Yeah, but Derrick um, Rose can still get to a spot while shooting it good enough. He ain't, he ain't he bad can. shooting that thing now. No, he's not. He's not. Um, it's just that most teams, especially the elite, uh, the contending teams, most of them, like I said, other than Phoenix, I'm trying to think of a team right off the hand who might who could use an extra ball handle. Most teams pretty much have uh, too many ball handles. Actually, Miami could use an extra ball handler, um, just not at the point guard position, though. I don't think he would. I would love Derrick Rose in Milwaukee. I would love him in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, that would be a good I would love. I would love him in Milwaukee. I would love him in Milwaukee. That would but be I'm Milwaukee. Place. I'm breaking my neck to go get him. I'm Milwaukee. Mm. Breaking your neck? Yeah, I explain why we get to them, but okay. I, I would break my neck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So the next team in the division, um, Toronto. Um. Toronto's a tricky team, man. They nine and eight. Um, but they're a team that's like, uh, everybody across the board. Same wingspan, same length, same height, uh, multiple switchable positions. They have multiple players that can switch on the multiple positions. Um, so my question about them is individual base. Um, by the end of the year, based off your rankings, because you're a year-to-year ranking guy. Correct. Can Pascal Siakam become a top-10 player? Because he's quietly putting together one of those seasons. No. You don't think he and can all the, and all the reason why I'm saying that because I don't think he can beat none of the top dogs in a second round matchup. Hmm. I so think he, he can scare the hell. I think he can scare the hell out of him. I think he can make it a hell of a series, but I don't think he can beat none of the top dogs. So ultimately, Toronto's um, playoff success hinges upon how high you would have Pascal Siakam in your end of the year rankings, player rankings. No, I think their playoff success hinders on getting rid of Fred Van Vliet and putting Scott, Scotty Barnes at the one. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they'll do it. I don't, I don't think they'll do it. They definitely Yeah, but I think, I think they need to, if they're going to do this same size lineup shit, they need to go all in. Yeah, because it's kind of like they're playing with it. Because Fred Van Vliet really is the only thing that's stopping them from going all in on it. And to me, they should get rid of him, yeah, put Barnes at the, at the one. 
Um, do you they, think to me if they're gonna do it, they should go all in? Because Scotty Barnes can't score off the ball. So you basically having Scotty Barnes pay the point, but have Van Vliet guarding the one, which like, but Van Vliet got one of them attitudes like he always want to prove himself. So he actually be taking too many shots some nights. Like he he puts it up too many times for me. You know what I'm saying so. Mm-hmm. It's almost like he want to prove his worth all the time. Like I'm the undrafted dude that didn't nobody believe in, and he got to have his damn story <laughs> every night. You know what I mean? And he taking fifteen to twenty shots on nights, and I'm just like, bro, you ain't that guy. You just ain't that guy, pal. You just ain't that guy. So I, I personally would get rid of Van Fleet if I was Toronto and go all in on this big ass lineup. If you are gonna do it, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I, I would just go all. Fred in. Van Fleet is a, a quality player though. Quality. No, no, he's not a bad player. He's not a bad player, but for this team and the fit, if Scotty Barnes is your guy, which is what they trying to make him, because remember, that's the guy you didn't want to trade for Kevin Durant. Shit, like this is the guy. Yeah, you got to pick a position for him. Is he your point forward dude, or you gonna make him a real three mm-hmm. and play off ball? And I don't think he's shooting good enough to even consider that. So he does. You gonna make he him a point well. forward dude? Then you might as well get Van Vliet out the way. To go get a bigger shooter at that position and go all in on this six eight up lineup. Just go all in on. Okay. Go all in. Simple enough. So what you got for Toronto? Uh, my question is: Has OG Ananobi become the best perimeter defender in the league? And uh, can he win Defensive Player of the Year this year? With Marcus uh, Smart winning it, I feel like the NBA is trying to gear towards giving wing players and more credit as defenders. In a more guard-driven lead, as they say, and yeah. try not to give it to the center as much. So, can he win defensive player of the year? And has he become the best perimeter defender in the league? Um, he can win defensive player of the year. I do not think that he's the best uh, perimeter defender in the league. I think that it would be crazy not to mention him in that list. It's not clear cut. It's a, it's an argument. I will say that. Like, I don't think it's a clear-cut thing. I think it's a couple of guys that you could put into that hat. Um, and it's, it's one of those things, too, that it's based off of um, not like a nightly thing, but, you know, defense is a, is a funny thing because you won't get the same defensive effort, especially from, like, some of the top guys every single night in, night out thing. But you like you're in spurts, like a guy like – uh, Mikael Bridges might be just as good as OG Ananobi, but I think, or like OG Ananobi is not as consistent as a, a guy like Mikael Bridges as far as like defending on a night in, night out basis. But his tools are better than Mikael Bridges, so it's just it's just kind of like it's it's funny like that, you know. It's a couple of guys think like if if you give me like a possession to defend for my life. He wouldn't be the guy. Mm. So. No. So in a series, so in a series against Jimmy Butler, uh, Jason Tatum, uh, James Harden, all them type of guys, who else, who else can guard all them dudes the way he can? Because he can guard all the top wings in, in, in 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 the league. Yeah, he can. Big, small, in between. Yeah, he can guard all the top wings, and he can guard him at the elite level. I'm not saying he can't, but I mean it's a couple like it's a guy like DeAndre Hunter can guard all the elite wings and can guard him at an elite level. 
and and for a series could look like the best defensive player on the planet. You know what I'm saying? You think Arnold's in that type of conversation? Yeah, as far as like his ability, his defensive ability. Yeah, he is. Like him. Um, I'm trying to think of off off brand guys, not like mainstream guys. Um uh let me think. Him, I think well, Jimmy Butler's a mainstream guy. Um PJ is a mainstream guy for sure. A guy like uh, even okay, let's take uh, a smaller guy. I think a guy like Malcolm Brogdon, um, a guy that's not necessarily like a wing size, but can guard up and effectively guard wings. Like, couldn't yeah, that put you in a category? Like OG though, man. No, he can't guard like him. But I'm just saying, like, does that type of thing give you like? A nod as far as like being the best defender. Like if you a small like like the reason why Marcus Smart won defensive player of the year because he's a smaller guard that doesn't lose anything when he guards up. Like does stuff like that give you the nod? Because OG's like a pretty big wing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but all, other than other than maybe Holiday, I don't think it's well well Lowry used to be like that. Yeah, Holiday's now. a good example too. Like a guy like Drew uh, Holiday. Holiday does it. Um Chris Paul used to do it before mm-hmm. now. Where certain guys are smaller that can guard up like that, but OG can legitly guard a Paul George, a, a Kawhi, a, a LeBron. So you think Jimmy OG the best Tatum, Durant? I think he's the best wing defender in the league. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Hands down, like. You I, I don't know. I don't life. know if it's hands down, but life. I think you, you I think OG on the Nobi get that to get that stop. I think I think he that guy, man. I do. I do. If I needed a stop for my life, I mean, I mean, you can't look. I mean, a stop for your life. I mean, hell, hell, I'm taking LeBron. Should stop for your life. life. Yeah, you talking about just one wing stop? And LeBron know he got to get this stop, pull it short. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm taking LeBron. Yeah, and LeBron know, yeah, yeah, LeBron. I think I'm taking Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, yeah I'm taking LeBron. I probably take Kawhi with a stop for my life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll take LeBron. Prime LeBron. LeBron now. Can't no, 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 I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Thirty-eight. LeBron, LeBron now. LeBron now just don't want to do the rotations and shit. Exactly. You telling me? Favorite. You telling me clear this thing out and he got to pull the short twelve for one stop? I'm taking LeBron. But if you talking night in, night out, versus any team, team defense plus individual defense, guard up, guard down. Is that I think OG the best perimeter defender in the league. Even better than Giannis. I don't view Giannis as a perimeter defender. I view Giannis as a big. Because Giannis, Giannis guards every team's best wing. Giannis is the one who guards. But he's a roamer, though. He's not He's not really he guarding the other team's best he wing. He is, but when he's, it's go time on defense. He's more of a shot blocker side. When, when it's go time on defense, he's guarding the uh, main wings on the team. Like, he is normally a roamer. You're right about that. Yeah, so that's why he's not in Five the minutes left in the game, the though. Man. If they play in the Boston Celtics, he's guarding Jason Taylor. Yeah, but or like, OG on him from the jump. Yeah. That's the difference. Just like Bam. I think Bam, as the one possession defender guarding a perimeter player is better than Giannis. I think Bam honestly might be the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, honestly. but if you talk about guarding a perimeter as a big, Bam probably the best in the league. Yeah, Bam literally can guard every position with no problem. I, I think that term gets thrown around a lot, like way too much. Like, can guard all five positions. He truly effectively guards all five positions. Up, down, it doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter at all. So I mean, and I, I think, and I think OG the only perimeter player that can do it. Now that LeBron don't care to do it. Ben Simmons, you don't think Ben Simmons can do it like that? 
Ben Simmons. I mean, is still okay, elite I, I, I listen to Ben. I listen yeah, Ben to Simmons ben. is still elite. I listen too. to Ben. I listen to Ben. He's he will guard. I get it. I, I listen to Ben. I listen. To OG ben. in that OG in that class too. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong about OG. That's a really good question. That's an excellent question. As a matter of fact. All right. So um, the Sixers next team on the list. We're talking about Philadelphia. Um, depending on how you look at them, I mean, I guess you could say uh, record wise they're disappointing because uh, they're only nine and eight, but. Uh, when you put it context behind that, they actually probably should be worse than nine and eight with some of the injuries they got and stuff. So, um, but my question for you for the 76ers is uh, which player is more important for them to make a deep playoff run? Uh, Tobias Harris or Tyrese Maxey? More important? Yeah. Shit, man. Oh, man. Like if one of them, maybe the best question was. If one of them doesn't show, like, how could they? Actually, you know what makes this question real difficult is I don't trust Doc Rivers to pick the right decision, even if <laughs> Um, and the reason why I say that, man, is because realistically, Tobias Harris needs to be able to sit PJ down for about fifteen more minutes a night, and Doc Rivers ain't gonna do it. But I get why he don't do it, man. Uh. So I'm 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 gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Tobias for this reason. He's the only he's the only wing on the team that's good enough to score on the other end enough to where you can trust him to play longer than maybe he should. Because Stiebel yeah. can't do it. Um, uh, Fork Myers can't do it. Uh. Uh, uh, what's my man from uh, the with Iowa State? Uh, no, no, ain't I say his name? George's knee, he yeah, he can't do it, and PJ can't do it. So, Tobias is the only two way caliber ish wing on the team since James Harden just refused to do it because it really needs to be James Harden. James Harden really needs to pay the three, and that's why it's Maxi for me because it's how. I won't say unpredictable. Yeah, unpredictable. James Harden would be in the playoffs or has been in the playoffs. Okay. Do you trust Doc to set James Harden down, though? No. I know he won't do it. Okay. But then, to me, this all boils down to Doc Rivers. Yeah. He'll die. He's going to die on that shit. Like, he won't sit him down. When he should, when the signs are, the signs are going to be slapping him in the face at some point in time around April. Yeah, but right do it matter that. if he don't bench him? Um, because the, re- the reason why this question is difficult is because of James Harden. Yeah, exactly. Because realistically, James Harden needs to play small forward, and then it needs to be Maxi and uh, at the Anthony Melton at mm-hmm. the two, with Harden at the three, and then PJ or Harris, depending on the matchup and that night or whatever, and then Embiid. That should be the closing five. Mm-hmm. But James refuses to play the three and guard his position. And yeah. I don't want to hear he can't do it because he got more tools than PJ has. Yeah, he does. And PJ does it, so why can't he do it? He quicker than PJ, he faster than PJ, he got longer arms than PJ, he taller than PJ, and he just as strong as he is when he wants to be. Like as far as using his strength when he's playing. Mm-hmm. Why the hell won't you guard it, man? Why won't you guard it? Yeah. James Harden is the reason why Tobias Harris is more important than he should be. Because I actually believe if you put the ball in Maxie's hands, you're fine. 
But if Harden is playing, Harden gonna want it in his hand, and that makes Maxi play off ball, which kind of takes away his value to a degree. Because you know yeah. he one of the five five fastest players in the league with the ball in his hands. But Definitely. he can't have it in his damn hands with James Harden. Yeah. And he makes him be happy too. Maxi knows how to keep him be engaged more than Harden does, it seems like. I don't I know what it what, is, but he just seems to have a better rapport with that man. When did I bring this up? I brought I definitely brought this up. I think it was either the first or second episode, but I Yeah, you said Maxi could be should, should be their best their second Flat best player. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah, you, you were saying that. Yeah, I remember that. But see, that's that's more of a, a fit issue than him being better than Harden. But but that kind of leads to what you're saying. So it, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> yeah, but it this, this is this same is, umbrella. This is gonna be I, I put it to you like this the owner, depending on how Maxi looks come playoff time. Because James Harden got a play option for this contract he got. He might have to fire Daryl Morey. And then get rid of. Harden. <laughs> I was literally about to say like it, it might be an issue there, where, where never get rid of James Harden like that. Like, yeah, so it might be an issue where the owner might have to step in and then fire Daryl Moore so they can get rid of Harden because, which is ironic because this leads to my question, and I think it's the same question that we had since the beginning of the season. Yeah, who damn team is this shit? Is it Embiid <laughs> or is it Harden? Because <laughs> Harden played better the first ten games. And then Embiid has played better the last 10 games. But the first 10 games, I don't think Embiid was in shape. Mm-hmm. Now that Embiid's getting in shape, Harden is hurt. I think that that's a no-brainer. I think that this is Joel Embiid's squad. Um, I think that the longer that that Harden kind of teeters that line, it'll be more difficult for him. Just like you said, the first 10 games, it was Harden. Next 10, it was in B. If it goes, if it fluctuates like that for the next 10 or 20, then they'll have a problem on their hand. But I think that MB has to like step his claim on his team pretty much, so to speak. He's too quiet of a leader. So I don't think he'll ever do that. I don't think he'll ever like publicly come out and say nothing or like not even necessarily publicly, but just like come up to heart and practice. And be like, look, hey, look, bro, chill out. Like, I got this type of thing. But that team is only going to go as far as Joel Embiid takes them. So, yeah. see, even that's weird to me because you can make the case hard at one point. Um, you can make the case. You can make the case, but I mean, it's just based off of the fact that he's going to, he's, he'll have the ball in his hands more than Joel Embiid. Um, but if, like, if let's let's be clear about this both of them tear ACL. If Harden tears his ACL tomorrow, the Sixers will be in a better position than they will be if Joel Embiid tears his ACL. We don't disagree, though. Yeah. We don't disagree, though, but I'm saying if all healthy, Harden yeah. is the reason why we got lineup issues because he won't play his damn position. Yeah, so it sounds like Harden the one who needs to go. If you run in the Sixers, do you just get rid of Harden now to, to alleviate the problem before they even come? Because you wanted them eliminate the problem before we even get to it, type people. Listen, if, if you if you believe Maxi good enough, which I yeah. am, I told you I'm all in on Maxi. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just stop. speaking. I'm just speaking. You know, I know you are personally, but I'm just yeah. saying if if you, Daryl Morey ain't gonna do it. Nah, he won't. So this is the thing where the owner might have to step in and just say, "Look, he just ain't our guy." And yeah. try to get a, a a more natural wing in there that's yeah. willing to do wing shit. You know what I'm saying? Very true. But I, I just don't know who the hell will take Harden. Oh, um, you can get a wing for Harden, man. Especially I don't know. If you just need a three and D wing. Harden, Harden is one of them players that 
people gonna drink the Kool-Aid if he hit the market. Just because of like his history. Bro, we just watched Kevin Durant not get traded. Why I mean, everybody I, keep but the reason we, we didn't see Kevin Durant get traded is because the asking price is astronomical. It won't be like that for James. Harden. Okay, let's take away the asking price. Let's take away the asking price. Yeah. Give me a team that Harden go to right now. And start? No, no, not, I'm, I'm talking about and, and they want him and, and make him the guy. And they'd be worth a day. Give me a team. I don't want to hear about ticket sales, because he got to be playing for something at this point. Toronto? He ain't no guy you can re- rebuild with. Who's the team? Nah, Toronto wouldn't trade him. Boy, I don't see him fitting in Toronto. No, he don't fit Toronto's scheme, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it ain't what people think this is. Give me no, it ain't. Indiana, maybe, but no. Nah. Halliburton turning in. Borderline turning into a star. No, nah, I don't know. You might be right, man. Utah. Got to be somebody like that. Like, one of those teams out west. Maybe Utah. Um, Detroit already got two guards that they got. They're gonna have problems with as far as sharing the ruck. Mm-hmm. I guess it all depends, man. I don't think it's market like that. I, I really don't. You might be right about that. I never really looked at it. I would never really. I mean, you know what I'm saying. You kind of you get out on that. I give you your credit on that. You will get out on that, like. And, kind of get a glance at the market and realize that these players market because you the one I'm gonna give your flowers on that you the one who told me that Kyrie's market won't gonna be like that when uh, we had this argument about Kyrie Irving before all this stuff hit the fan like early in the summer it was like yo if Kyrie hit the market teams gonna lose their mind and he hit the market and teams ain't give a damn <laughs> like, ain't give a damn they didn't I give think a hard damn in that same thing. boat bro yeah I think in that same boat yeah, all right well Okay, so uh, last team in Atlantic, um, arguably the best team in the East, the Boston Celtics. Um, best record uh, right now in the Eastern Conference. If I'm not mistaken, I think they got the best record in the league. Period. Yeah, they they do. They have they have the best record in the NBA. Um, so everything pretty much about Boston is judge Boston and like once April hits, or really not necessarily April. Once June hits, like their their judgment to be made from May on. But my question for Boston is, um, with Jason Tatum kind of like ascending to stardom because like that's the direction he's heading, would that ultimately lead to the demise of the Celtics? Because they've kind of been like this selfless team, and it's turning into Jason Tatum and the Tatum mix. Like, will that draw resentment from guys like Brown? Um, Marcus Smart, I don't think Marcus Smart is mainly from like Jalen Brown. Will he ever will he get that what about me syndrome? The only way that'll happen is all-star game come up, he don't get on. All NBA comes up, he don't get no love. So that's gonna be one of them things we won't find out and literally until checkpoints come up. Yeah. And I think Boston ain't dumb enough to play with the money. So I'm I told so the third checkpoint I'm giving them. I don't think Boston gonna play with giving him the max. So I'm, I'm saying yes to that. The key is he needs to make all NBA and then all star. I think to get the super max. So depending on how them two things go, that will really determine what Brown feels about his own legacy as far as like crazy thing is them winning the title might hurt Boston more than help them because that's when Brown might really want to get his own team because he will have a ring in the host. And mm-hmm. he might say, you know what? 
now's my chance to get in the conversations I want to be in. So I need to kind of get my own team. So, but with that said, if you look at the market, it ain't that many get your own teams out there, bro. So you might definitely not. <laughs> so teams but, is running a little thin. Everybody pretty much got they got for the future for the most part. Yes, but but you know, guys are delusional, so that's how they operate. So that ain't really a crazy question to say. Um, but it only but it will only be determined by the checkpoints given as far as what will happen when all-star game comes and then all NBA conversation becomes a thing. I'm saying it helps him a lot that uh Tatum a lot that everybody says, yo, Brown is the most underrated guy in the league. Brown is top 20 in the league. So that helps him that NBA guys are saying that, like yeah. NBA media and stuff like that. So that helps him a lot. Because, you know, players are real big on do my peers respect me. So exactly that helps him a lot. That's you know why it's a, it's a real thing. Like, you know, it might seem like it's like, yeah, they ain't going to worry about that. They winning, but that type of stuff matters. Basketball players yeah. are the most egotistical players or, or people yeah. on the planet. So that matters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As long as his peers is giving them love, that that helps a lot. That helps a lot. So as long as that's happening, it helps a lot. So he'll he'll be good from that regard. Which leads to my question. My question was simple. Yeah. What would you do with Robert Williams? How would you could bring his uh? How would you bring him back? Like, would you make it slow? Would you take all the time necessary? You ain't even making a conversation after the All Star break. No, I man, I'm letting Robert Williams rest as long as possible because I, I, they ultimately, I think they ultimately need him to win the championship. But to become the uh, number one seed in the East, they don't need him. So, so I you, take, you just ain't even gonna worry about it until around about March, and then yeah, take all, all the time. Take it all. Take all the time. Yeah, yeah my yeah. question was real simple because I think that's really the only question for them. Nobody's yeah. playing below they. Their ability, um, they role play wise, like they've been beautiful. Out of their mind yeah, right now, bro. Um, like out the of coach their mind. ain't messing it up for rotations or nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really my only question. What do you do with Robin Williams once he gets back in the fold? How do you go about that? So that's yeah. really all I had. I I, I kind of knew the answer to it, but yeah. that's the only thing I can come up with because I don't think they got really any other questions. Nah, like I said, everything they just pretty much waiting on April, May, June. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll um jump to the central division. I'm gonna talk about the first team in the central. Uh, Detroit is probably one of the most disappointing teams for me. Um, not that I necessarily expected them to like be at the top of the East per se, but team got a lot of talent, man. Enough talent that they should not have only four wins right now. Um, like Detroit is four and fifteen. Um. Tied with Charlotte. Well, actually, they are the worst team in the Eastern Conference. They got one more uh, loss than Charlotte. Um, percentage points um, behind Charlotte for the worst record in the Eastern Conference, which is wild because they don't have worst record in the Eastern Conference type talent on their roster. So my question is, what is Detroit missing that will come like a playoff contender? She a rotation. Um, <laughs> after they, I mean, sir, after they first – player after Cunningham, which he's not solidified, mm-hmm. two through nine is all guys that, like, got some ability but ain't done shit. Like, they literally a team with, like, guys who ain't done shit outside. Well, Bogdanovich is, like, solidified. I'm saying like Bogdanovich is serviceable. 
Um, Sadiq no, 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 they, they have certain, the most they got good players, players. they got yeah. talent. But I'm when I say they ain't done shit, I'm talking like Bagley ain't 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 been consistent for fifty games in a row. Uh, Isaac Stewart is like twenty one years old, and you know he was a one and done guy, and he's trying to like expand his game. Uh, Sadiq Bay. Last year, you were surprised. Now guys paying a little more attention to you. So now you ain't getting them same threes off that you were getting last year. Now you got a little attention. Um, yeah. Jaden Ivey is like, okay, you trying to get your foot in the door. Okay. As a combo guard who ain't done nothing. Real um, quick on Jaden Ivey. You ready to change your vantage point on him yet? Still no. too early? I would have never drafted him. He don't if you were Detroit, you talking about just for Detroit because of the yes. Listen, yeah, listen. No, no, I, I kind of agree. His with ability you. to play, I'm not questioning. I, I think he has talent. Like yeah. I don't want to get this fucked up, but I just know the way he plays. You have to blatantly put the ball in his hands unless you're gonna make him a six man. If you're not gonna make him a six man, which most teams ain't gonna do with a top five pick, then you should have drafted something that fits around Cave Cunningham. With your boy that Indiana drafted made more sense with Cunningham because he's more of a shooter. You know what I'm saying? Benedict was more of a shooter than Ivy was. But I knew what happened. Detroit didn't want to be the team to let Ivy slide and then he and have him become something. a star somewhere else. Right. And did everybody say, man, you should have just took the talent instead of worried about mm-hmm. the fit. Like, mm-hmm. this one of them situations where they should have picked fit over talent. Yeah. Benedict would have made more sense because he's just a more natural shooter playing off ball. Now you're forcing Cunningham to play off ball. And now the best thing about Cunningham you took away from him, which is his advantage physically at the one. So now you're making him a wing, and he's not looking as efficient as he would be if he was playing the point. I just wouldn't have took him for Detroit. Still makes sense for Detroit. That's all. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with the fit. But, you know. Yeah, I, you just I, don't I, feel I, Detroit. I, I was really, really, really high on Ivy before the draft even started, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the players me and you used to go back and forth about. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to see like how you felt about I Ivy now that you know a couple uh games into the league. He averaged oh, 16 a oh. night. I can tell Westbrook was his favorite player. That's all I got from him. <laughs> physically, he's physically gifted, but he can't shoot worth a damn, but he gives a fuck. That's all I get from him. Like, which ain't a bad thing, like I said. He's young now, he ain't established himself. If you want to make him a six man, fine. But you got to get rid of killing uh Killian Hayes, and then you got to get a two guard in there. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Detroit got plenty of talent, but don't nothing ain't nothing been solidified. Ain't, ain't nobody done enough to like. They definitely have enough talent. Enough talent that they yeah. shouldn't be four and fifteen. That's for sure. Yeah, but if you look at it, but if you look at the experience of the roster, it makes sense. Kevin Knox ain't shit. Uh, Jalen Dern ain't done nothing. Um, what's the other kid on the roster? Uh, uh Rivers. Livers, 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 yeah, yeah Isaiah Livers, yeah, he can shoot it, like, but he ain't, you know what I mean? Like they got, I mean, they, they, they got the team, they the team with a, a lot of four through six guys, mm-hmm. but they ain't getting four through six guys roles. They they all trying to get establish themselves because they ain't really got a number one. Like I like Cunningham, but he ain't done enough to be like, you know, he's a real franchise player. Like he has the talent to be that guy, but I mean. Uh, hell, he done missed the last, I don't know, 10 games in a row. And it, it looked like he's going to be out for the season if he had surgery. So, he's going to yeah. lose a year of his development. So, this ain't. Mm-hmm. 
which why I really didn't have no question for him except do you fire Dwayne Casey? So that really was my question. Like, I was just giving it. <laughs> yeah, do so do you just Dwayne fire Casey? the coach and just you say, you know to, what? Man, because who else gets to blame when, uh, like, a team that got, like, because if I'm a GM, I'm looking at my roster, like you said. I mean, they don't have a lot of, like, meaningful experience. You're right about that. But they got enough talent, like I said, to not to have more than four wins around. Yeah, but it's the NBA. Fight. At some yeah. point, your top players got to, like, you got to beat somebody. Like, you got to have mm-hmm. done it. Yes, yeah, like, so. Cunningham ain't won at the pro level. Like he ain't won. So who they supposed to follow behind? They ain't got no real vet. The one no, they Alec, got Alec, don't even speak English. Alec like, Burks might be their like most established vet. Alec Burks. Who? Alec Burks might be their most. established That's what I'm saying. And, he, and that ain't that ain't a good look. You know what no, I'm saying? That ain't, no. Yeah, that ain't a good look. <laughs> Him, like, uh, maybe Rodney Magruder. Yeah, but Rodney Magruder don't even play. Vet. But that's what I'm saying. Like he those are the only two guys that's got like. Any type of like longevity in the league, but neither one of them really done the thing. So. Right? What is Alan Burks, the one hundred and ninety eight best player in the league? Like, who the hell listening <laughs> to him? Like, ain't nobody listening to him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, for real, he can't control yeah. the locker room at all. Right. Yeah. The crazy thing is, I think he make more sense starting beside Cunningham. Yeah. But you ain't gonna do that with a top five pick sitting there. I mean, you ain't gonna do it. So I now they should, but but that's what I'm saying. Maybe you should just fire Casey and and, and start a new with somebody. And because bro, they gonna bring another young. And you know the worst thing gonna happen to them. Well, and I hope it don't happen to them. Let's say they get the number two pick in the draft. You can't draft Scoot Henderson, can? You? Um, <laughs> fit wise, I don't. It's a no brainer. They shouldn't even touch him, but. I could totally but they go but, but with everybody totally said they're the top two players in the draft. Can you imagine yeah. if Scoot Henderson drops to them at two if they get the two second pick? They should not touch Scoot Henderson, but I can almost guarantee that they would draft Scoot Henderson if they get him. Because they don't want to look like no fools. Yeah. But so, I think so, it's a no brainer not to touch him with their roster. You would think, right? Yeah. But hell, we watched Sacramento King take three guard point guards in a row with Mitchell, Halliburton, and Fox. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. The worst scenario for them, it is Scoot Henderson sitting on that damn board at number two. They don't get the number one pick. That's going to be the worst scenario for them. Worst scenario for them. They the team that better pray they don't get picked number two. Yeah. They and Orlando better pray they don't get number one. <laughs> they got plenty of tall players, and they kind of don't need another one. Yeah. But they not going to have the ball to take Scoot number one, even though they need a guard. So they they rather get number two, let whoever draft one, and then we have to just take Scoot without worrying about it. Because that's what we need any damn way. Yeah. But well, just know Detroit worst scenario is pick number two. And Scoot Henderson is considered the hands down second best prospect in the draft. Worst scenario for them. I worst agree. Scenario. I agree with that. Another fast ass guard that can't shoot. Okay, so um with the next team. In the division, we want to talk about uh, the Chicago Bulls. Um, probably one of the, especially when you look at the um, how the standings played out last year. Probably one of the more disappointing teams earlier on in the season. Um, right now, the Bulls are seven to ten um, outside of the playoff picture or the main playoff picture right now. But um, so my question to them, because I don't think it'll be. Um, I think about the Bulls, like, making the playoffs. I think when the standings shake out finally, like, with the final standings shake out, I think the Bulls will be in the playoffs. But my question is uh, for them is, could you see them beating anybody 
in the first round playoff series? Could they win a series? No. I don't think so either. I thought it was a pretty simple question, but you know, we had to come up with the questions for the Bulls. I thought it was a pretty simple. I don't think they can beat anybody either. You know, I, like I said, I do think they'll make the playoffs though. But yeah, I, I don't even think that's a lot. But, you don't think it's a lot that they make it? Oh, like, no. no. Okay, when I say make the playoffs, I mean like not to play in. I think like I'm talking about like one of the final eight. Yeah, and I'm saying no, that's not a lot. No. You just said okay, hmm. which leads to my question. Okay. Because of the Vucevic trade, they got a top four protected, meaning any pick five and back goes to Orlando. Mm-hmm. Do they need to blow that shit up now and go for one of the top four picks? Absolutely. Because they're not going to win a playoff series. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So absolutely. If, if that's the case, and DeRozan is, is valued as high as he's going to get, mm-hmm. and Levine is, is clearly not the same athlete that he was, and you done gave him $200 million, would you blow it up right now and tell Patrick Williams you getting all the shots you can handle, bro, and help us get the, the 18 wins? Normally, I'm not in favor of that, but if this is the draft, according to the experts. Right. Um, because they could literally, if they don't have a top four, it goes to Orlando. Yeah, this is the one. So they got to tank. So they they so uh-huh. they barely make the play in or don't make the play in and get the eighth pick, seventh pick, it don't even help. That's that's funny that you brought this up because we're gonna touch this subject about one of the other teams a little yeah, bit later. So to me, they they need to be going all in on this shit right here. They need to go ahead and come off the Rosen now because he can't get the Lakers will, will 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 run down and go grab his ass. Go to the Lakers, take back the cap that you need to you know to cut whoever you need to cut whatever. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly are glad to come home and think he the man and brick his way to y'all getting them lottery balls. And then go from there. He would, Beverly would love it to go to Chicago and tell that backboard to lie. <laughs> Lonzo Ball is, is pretty much done. Tell him don't even worry about it, bro. I'll holler at you next season. Because, hell, we don't, we don't know what's up his ass, no way. Um, yeah. Like I said, Levine, he already crying and bitching and shit. Go ahead and send him somewhere. Dallas need a, need, need a wing or whatever. Go ahead and ask Dallas to, to throw me something. I mean, y'all can have his ass. And Patrick Williams, the, the show is yours, bro. The show has arrived. You and Patrick Beverly run all the pick and rolls you want. <laughs> they need to go all in. Bro, hey, because this, this is the worst thing that can happen to them. They make the playoffs, and let's say they play Boston or Milwaukee, it don't matter. And let's say they lose the five again. Yeah. And Vucevic come in your office and say, man, I averaged 18 and 11 this past season, and I run me my million million a year. <laughs> So you're gonna get 25 a year to him, 30 to DeRozan, and and then 40 a year to the the Zach Levine to next year do the same damn thing, which is losing the first round of five games again. Mm-hmm. Cannot be acceptable. Cannot be. Cannot be. That tandem can't win around against nobody. I don't give a damn what year they come up. Can't win around against nobody. Yeah. They can't I do mean. it next year. They can't do it two years from now. They can't do it three years from now. Yeah, which that's why that was my question. Do you kind of do you see it? I don't see it happening, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I do. If you're playing 2K23 on Pro, yeah, the <laughs> only goddamn way. Yeah, it's the only damn way you're playing it on Pro. Yeah, and you the user. That's the only damn way. <laughs> That's the only damn way. That's the only way. That's the only way. Cut that shit now. Cut it uh, now. The next team in the division, we're going to go ahead and move past. We're going for Indiana, the Indiana Pacers. Um Surprising me, I'll say that much, because I was expecting Indiana. Um, 
along with a couple other teams, to, just to flat out from day one to be in the Wimbenyama sweepstakes. But um, Indiana's 10 and 6. Right now, they are the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, literally. We'll have, if the playoffs started today, would sound crazy as hell talking about uh, if the playoffs started or the day before Thanksgiving. But I mean, if the playoffs started today, they would have home court advantage. Um, so my question for them is is it worth it? Like, do you keep all the young pieces intact and just build on your young pieces because the talent that they got is really young? Or do you just kind of like continue with the tanking plan and let it play out make Halliburton sit, sit a couple games out make Hill sit a couple games out or go ahead and trade Hill and uh, Miles Turner like they were talking about in the beginning of the year or do you just kind of keep it intact and roll the dice with the young talent ain't no dice to roll baby Indiana Pacers do what you've been doing since I was a kid <laughs> be, be competitive and let the chip fall where they may Indiana has never been a tanking team since we've been alive no nah, they really haven't but I mean, Reggie I Miller think, I think that may never tank. Paul George may that. never tank. They, they don't tank. Yeah, but I think people kind of expected them to like hit that mode because they were expecting uh, Hill to get moved, Turner to get moves, like moves to be made to assist that team with losing. Let's just say that. Bro, all the teams can tank as much as they want. Somebody still got to finish in the middle of the pack. Very Might true. as well be you, a team that your, your fan base is loyal. They love y'all. Like, be competitive. Have a good team, man. Like I said, it is what it is. Like, it is what it is. Any other person, right? I mean, they've been doing this all our lives, like literally. Yeah. They've had more success than a lot of people may realize as far as going to conference finals and stuff like that or whatever. They like, just haven't won. They, ain't, they just ain't won the chip. Like, they, they are the, the epitome of we have stayed competitive for 30 years and never really tanked. We just never won the chip in the process. Yeah. They are the they are the, the 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 poster boy of damn. They just won't get mediocre, but they just ain't never been real contenders, nigga. For real, for real. Like it's like, cause bro, in the last thirty years, they probably done made about ten conference finals. I know Reggie made six or seven. Paul George and them made a couple. That's about that's about nine right there. Like they really like been consistently all right for 30 years, like literally. Like they ain't been that bad, man. They just ain't never won the mother. Mm-hmm. They never won it. They ain't never won it. Yeah. All right. So what you got for me for Indiana? Oh, cool. Oh, simple. Tyrese Halliburton right now is averaging 20, 10, and 5. Mm-hmm. On 50, 40, 85 shooting. That's cool. His 10 assists is leading the league. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was leading the league in assists. I knew about that. Where does he rank among the point guards in the league today? Mm. Hmm. As of today? Yeah, if 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 Chris Paul was averaging 20, 10, and 5, shooting they would 50, call him 40, the best point 85, guard in the world. <laughs> they'd be calling him the point guard. Yeah, they would be. <laughs> um, they would. I Bro, think, 50, 40, 85? This is I the equivalent, because what he's doing with this team is the equivalent of what he did with New Orleans. And OKC. If Chris Paul was doing this right here, what would we be saying? And he played defense. It ain't like Halliburton don't guard these. Nah, yeah. That's I said, I said earlier, like Halliburton is low-key turning into a star. Like right. I'm pretty sure they, they didn't acquire him thinking that he would become a star, but he's quite as kept becoming a star right now. Where do um, you rank that? I think outside to to say realistically, as of today, um, to not say he's a top 10 point guard would be crazy. Um, 
as of today. I got to keep emphasizing that because I think when a lot of times, especially when you get on those player rankings lists, legacy comes into play and people can't get past that. Like what you've done two or three years prior to right now. Um, okay, I ask this. He's been yeah. so good this year. And last year, he's been better than people think, too. Yeah. For the next five years, him or LaMelo Ball? Oh, Halliburton. That's that's a landslide. Landslide over, over LaMelo? Yeah, yeah, that's a landslide. When you, cause especially, I'm going to tell you why it's a landslide for me. And you just said it. It's not like Halliburton don't defend. The other end of the ball is everything to me. Then he has that over LaMelo easily. That's why it's a landslide. Okay. He more efficient. He more efficient. Mm-hmm. He guards better. Him or Trey Young? Um, Halliburton. The other end of the ball mean everything to me, man. And I remember last week I had uh, Trey Young on my top ten scores in the world list. So, yeah. But if I have between him and Tyrese Halliburton, it's Halliburton doing it ten okay. times a day. Him or Maxson? Yeah. I got time today. Him or yeah. Maxson? Clearly, you got time. Uh, that's a little rough. Cause I think Maxie's good on the other end of the ball too. No, he, he, he hustles on the other end. He ain't good at it. But that's all defense is for the most part. Yeah, and but but he, can't, but he can't get in the way good enough. Cause Halliburton is six five, six six. I was just about to say that the Halliburton's measurements make it look like. Hey, know, bro, bro, this ain't, defense, this ain't the, this ain't the pity award. My, no, it ain't. My but bad, the man talking. Effort and Maxie give you the effort, man. Yeah, but he too little. Damn, man, I got. I love Tyrese Maxie, man. I ain't gonna lie. Um. I'll go Halliburton, but that won't landslide. You see, I had to think about that one. Uh, I'll go Halliburton. Okay, you go Halliburton. Yeah. With that said, it ain't crazy to say that Tyrese Halliburton is, other than Darius Garland, is the second best point guard in the Eastern Conference. No, nah, not crazy at all. Not crazy at all. I'll take that statement. Um, oh, like I said, too, I mean, you kind of got to say Drew Holiday. It's between them three. Best point guard in the East, but Halliburton definitely deserved that love. Definitely deserved that love. So, you know, um, all right, yeah. And did you give me you ain't give me your Indiana question, right? That wasn't my Indiana question. Oh, that, that, that yeah. was my question. Okay, all right, yeah, that was my Indiana question. Yeah. All right, so, um, next team in the division, uh, the Cavs, uh, the second place team in the division, the Cavs are 11 to 6 right now. Um, I talked about Cleveland a couple times on this podcast and how high I am on them. and how far I think um, what their actual ceiling is. I think their actual ceiling is NBA Finals. I don't, I don't really think they can win a championship, but I actually do think everything break right, they can make the finals. But um, I wouldn't, like, bet. I wouldn't take it to Vegas or nothing, like, with them making the finals. But but with that being said, um, my question for you uh, about the Cavs is, who's the Cavs' best player? And is it? it's a two-part question pretty much, like, can you name the Cavs' best player, and is it hands down for you? Hands down, no. And the only reason why it's not hands down because the one guy has done it in the playoffs good mm-hmm. enough the way you have to give him that due. Yeah. So, Mitchell, I'm going to give him the due because I've seen him do more in the playoffs, so they got to mean something. Mm-hmm. But Garner is the more talented dude. I, that's why I, I thought this was a really good question because I don't think it's like – I think that's a really hard question to ask or answer, like who's the best player on that team. Yeah. Garland, I think Garland, Garland got I a think, lot of like – he deserves Garland's it. Garland's the player that I think most casuals ain't seen. He 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 in the SGA category of like if you're exactly. a real basketball fan, you know. Exactly. But if you're not, 
you don't realize how good he really is. Um, and then he got the little 51 ball, you know what I mean, that, you know, when Mitchell was out. But the problem was they lost five in a row while Mitchell was out also. So it's kind of one of them. Damn. Yeah. You know. Maybe Mitchell Madigan. Mitchell was winning games while you was out, and you didn't win while he was out, so that mm-hmm. got to hold some weight. So I'm going to give Mitchell the best player not, but the most talented dude on the squad is gone. Okay. It can Evan Mobley like have something to say about that before the end of this year? No, no. So it's just strictly because he's not he's not gonna get the touches to develop. No. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with you on that front, but I just know how they they want to push that Evan Mobley narrative. They're trying. I get it. I get why they want to do it, but in order for him to grow offensively, you got to force the touches to him, and them two guards ain't gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. You counsel that shit. They're not gonna do it. They're Understandable. So that that alone is gonna stop his growth individually. Now, unlike Phoenix with Aiden, I don't think they're gonna play with his money when his money comes up. I think they're just gonna flat out give him what they owe him and call it a day. Cause that's what Phoenix did to Aiden. They told him to adjust to the two guards. He did everything they told him to do. And then it was time to give him his money. They didn't want to give him all of it. Yeah. They gave majority of it, but they didn't want to give him all of it. And look, man, you want 170, man, we'll throw your ass 130. You know what I mean? You ain't worth that last 40. <laughs> I don't think Cleveland going to play with him the same way. Yeah. I think they're going to go ahead and give him the full max and call it a day. I think that's going to be the only difference between the Phoenix situation and Cleveland. But Mobley growth will not be what it should be because of them two guards. Okay. My, my question is, Isaac Okoro, top five pick, averaging three points a game. You got Eisman. You got Curtis LeVert. You got Dean Wade. Is that the worst set of wings possible to try to win a title with? <laughs> um, it's either them or Memphis. The wings Memphis is trying to win a championship with. Okay, which leads back to Mobley. Yeah, it's mobile athletic enough because Love is a better shooter than all four of them guys I named from range. Yeah, to where you just play mobile at the three. Yeah, because, like they were doing with Laurie marketing last year for the most part. Right. Yeah. Would you just play mobile at the three? Defense? I don't see why not. And I think like if if you want to get the most out of the development, pretty much like if you wanted like because you was like you didn't think that they would be able to develop mobile like that. And that's one of the ways that they could develop him with still playing the two guards, just move him to the three. And because y'all praising his, his mobility and all of that and his uh, interchangeable ability to be able to, to switch and guard wings and all of that type of stuff, which is really what makes you versatile is who you can guard and not like what you can do with the ball in your hand. Right. So, um, yeah. I love I mean, shoot better than all four of them guys. Yeah, he does. Oh, I forgot about Lamar Stevens. Lamar Stevens is, on, is one of the wings too. His garbage ass. <laughs> that's why you him. forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, that's why I forgot about him for a second. But yeah, because like Isaac Coro is one of the worst top five picks we ever seen, bro. That's like he true. went top five. And I keep forgetting that too. That's a trivia yeah. question that you probably could win some money on. Yeah. Like Isaac Coro get drafted. Yeah, like, <laughs> like is this the worst set of wings that you trying to go to war with to win this thing? Like is that it's not terrible, the worst? but they backcourt is so dynamic, man. It kind of offsets it. And they have such a long front court. 
that offense as well. So I mean, so would you just play Love and just put him at the, the three? Because Love's the best shooter. Pretty Karis Levert is a pretty good wing though. But he's more of a real two though. He's really more of a combo is too. But I mean, I mean, they put them there because they kind of got to. Yeah. But would you just put Mobley at the three and just say, you know what, Love, you just come play the four because you our best shooter anyway, outside of Mitchell and Garden. I with them would. three, you got three legit shooters on the floor. Like, yeah, yeah, I would do the Mobley thing, especially because they did it with. But I mean, Laurie Marketing is is like I don't think people realize how good of a shooter he is. So like, it it seemed crazy because he's seven one to put him at the three, but the way he shoots the basketball won't crazy at all. And Mobley can't right. shoot like Marketing because he can't shoot right the same. No, degree. Can't but shoot with love right. out there, can't you like kind of get away with it? Um, I guess you could. I guess you could. I mean, it's worth a shot. It's like it's definitely worth a shot. Especially Mobley don't shoot Mobley, worse than Isaac Okoro. Definitely can't shoot worse than him. And if Mobley is what y'all say he is, then he can adjust to that with no problem. So yeah, yeah, I it. think it's a conversation they gotta have, bro. Because that shit I just read off that ain't that ain't cutting. It. <laughs> uh, Dean Wade, I, but but to Dean Wade's credit, Dean Wade does play hard. He I was about to say Dean, Dean Wade is actually a, a pretty good backup wing. Yeah. Like, that's he sticks his really nose in there. So yeah. I, I don't want to shit on him too bad. So he sticks his nose in there. But they kind of need to, like, probably might need to get some run out there, man, at the three. He might, he, it might be time, brother. That ain't it might wrong. be time. Yeah. That ain't wrong. So, all right. Um, Last team in the division. Um, Probably the best team in the East, depending on who you ask. Uh. Milwaukee Bucks, they twelve and four right now. Um, pretty much on track with what everybody thought, even without Chris Middleton. But that kind of leads me to my question: with the injuries, because this is a completely different injury that Middleton is recovering from. I think he's he's doing the G League stint right now, getting ready to um, make his season debut with Milwaukee. But I'm looking at a glass half empty like perspective for them. If something happens to Chris Middleton again, playoff time, and he's not available for them for a playoff run or for an extended period of time in the playoffs. Can they survive that? Can they win a title without Chris Middleton pretty much? Okay. Interesting you say that because that ties into my question. Yeah. Joe Ingles can't be it. Hmm. Keep forget Joe Ingles is sitting over there too. Joe yeah. Ingles can't be it. He was already a slow Australian white guy but he was healthy. Very true. Coming off an ACL injury at 35, 36 years old, he got to be slow. He just can't be it. Which yeah. is why I had to think I said about Derrick Rose. Yeah. Could he Carter, team? Grayson Allen, George Hill, and Wesley Matthews, damn sure ain't it neither. Why you got to throw Grayson Allen in this, man? No, no, because I'm saying, because what, what Middleton brings to them is that he's their other playmaking guard. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying Derrick Rose would be great for them because Derrick Rose is a playmaker still. He still can, like, get to his spots and make stuff happen. As yeah. much as – because Drew Holiday my favorite player in the league, for those who don't know. Mm-hmm. But his decision-making, man, is some of the worst you ever seen for a motherfucker good as he is. He'll do <laughs> some of the stupidest shit you ever seen with a damn ball in his hand. <laughs> they need another guy out there that can make a play. I mean, his turnovers is not that high, though. You know, he don't turn it They not, man, though. but they be some of the dumbest shit you ever seen, bro. But the thing is, but when he fucks up, he plays so hard back on defense and shit. Yeah. It kind of offsets it. It offsets it, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, he don't hang his head on his stupid shit. Yeah. And, but Greek Freak, 
also get in moments where he want to do more than he should when Holiday ain't quite right. And them four guys I name is the reason why he's still going to keep dribbling. Because, like I said, George Hill can't pass me. Wes Matthews can't pass me. Javon Carter can't. And neither can Grayson Allen. Listen, they need to get another dude in there who can get where he's trying to go. I think Derrick Rose, and I'm saying it also because Derrick Rose is attainable. He's a realistic target they can go grab. Yeah. I, I would love somebody like a Terry Rozier. But I think Rozier make too much money, and I don't know how they can come up with a trade that would benefit Charlotte to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Rozier yeah. would be a great pickup for that. Um, Cole Anthony from Orlando. Because Jalen Suggs look good enough now to where do you just let Cole Anthony go? Or or go grab a guy like RJ Hampton and try to yeah, get him Yeah, because I those cards from Orlando got to go. They got to get rid of one of them. Get your, can you can you possibly get your hands on one of them for a first round pick mm-hmm. between Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton? You know what I'm saying? Markel uh, folks don't shoot good enough for it. I mean, neither one of them two, Cole Anthony, they not shooters, but they're at least willing. Like, at least you have to go out there and guard them a little bit. Yeah. Folks, you ain't going to guard at all past, you know, the free throw line. But they, but they can get to where they want to go, especially playing off Greek freaking and ball swings and stuff like that. They need to get another playmaking dude because cause Joe Ingles ain't it. He, he, he fucking ain't it. He ain't it. He ain't it. And I think that ties into your question, too. Like, I, as far as can they win it without Middleton? Based on how they construct it now, no. But if they can get another playmaking dude in there for the Chris yeah. Middleton thing, then I think it's possible. Because People forget Chris Middleton averages like five assists a game. Like, he's literally their, their second playmaker on the roster. Like, he's literally the guy who, who gets the shot they want in the half court set. You know, he's he's the he's the closer to a lot of degree. It ain't really Greek free. It's really him. Like as far as he is the clock running down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause they run their actions first. And then when the clock gets to six, all right, Middleton, get us something clean. And he gets you something clean. So they need another guy that can get something clean off in a set. So I I, I would I would mess with that. Cause I don't think they need another big. So like a Demarcus Cousins or somebody like that getting signed ain't worth a damn to them. They need another guard, or because most big wings ain't available. They can handle the ball. It ain't a lot of those available. Yeah, you know what I'm saying unless you're telling me somebody like Michael B to come out of retirement or some shit. But I don't see you touching a guy like him. He ain't. You know what I'm saying? So Derrick Rose, like I said, Derrick Rose, one of them Orlando guards would be a good fit. Uh, Terry Rozier, he's available, would be a good fit. Um, or Spencer did what he type, but I don't think Dallas will move him. Uh, yeah. Eric Gordon from Houston would be a good get, but I think he makes too much money. Um, trying to thank somebody else that might be in that goat. Uh, do you take a risk on like a a Will Barton from Washington? Maybe they might let him go. Maybe somebody like that. They just they just need another guy that can get the way he's trying to go. For that exact reason, Chris Mills. I agree with you on that, by the way. I don't think they can win without Middleton. I think they need Middleton healthy and available in order to make a, a deep, deep playoff run, like which is for them finals championship. Like Oh yeah, title of bus for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I'm just gonna put this out there while we're talking about them. Milwaukee older than people think they is. Yeah. Middleton coming off this injury and Milwaukee gonna play with his money. We are a year away from from the Greek freak sweepstakes. Just um, put it out there earlier. We're a year away. I don't know, man. That's going to be we're, rough. Uh, Giannis has seemed like one of them 
if I ain't gonna play for with Milwaukee, I'm a retired type guy. It sounds good. He been Americanized. He getting in fights after you the game. You keep saying that he gonna get Americanized. It ain't too far. He like he ain't like forgot where he came from type. Uh, listen, he 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 becoming that conversation. He has a chance, literally, to be one of the ten greatest players ever. Yeah, he has a chance. I'm just telling you. Brooke Lopez is like 36. Uh, like I said, uh, Drew Holiday older than you think he is. Uh, like I said, Joe Ingles need to be at an old folks home. George Hill, I don't know how the hell he keep holding on. Really? Wes Matthews, I don't know how the hell he keep holding on. Like, they, they older than you think. The only player on the team under 30 worth a damn, is, other than Greek Freak, is probably Bobby Porter's. And, and that ain't the actually, guy you trying to hit, hit your way. Nah, yeah, he's he's actually he kind of caught lightning in the bottle last year. He's actually struggling this year compared to right. But he ain't the guy you want to hit your wagon to. Talking about I'm gonna stay here another five years to play with this guy. He ain't the guy. <laughs> no, I'm just telling him. you, we about a year away from this 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 Greek freak sweepstakes becoming a thing. I'm just I'm just putting it out there early because okay. Luca going through what LeBron went through in Dallas. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. The, the first stint in Cleveland. The first stint, right. Yeah. That's where the noise going to start at. Yeah. But it's going to get real fucking loud in another year. Because Luca, because one thing about Luca that's good about him is he don't really talk. He, he kind of just hoops and go head on. Mm-hmm. But now that, they, that now that they got to come up with somebody to be the face of the league after LeBron, they start to put that mic in front of his face a little more. Yeah. And if he starts getting frustrated and starts, you know, feeling the type of way, you know what comes after that. I need some damn help. Oh, yeah, that's coming. For sure. It's coming. It ain't happened yet. They want like first said, round exit in the playoffs away because I think they kind of, like, caught people by surprise with their uh, conference finals run last year. But if they, like, catch people by surprise in the other direction and, like, get eliminated the first round or, like, an early playoff exit or something like that, then it's coming, for sure. Especially if he wins MVP and yeah, goes out first round. Yeah, it's coming. We're a year away from the Sweet State. Greek Freak Sweet State team. And, and now we're going to have to see if Greek would have Because what's underrated about LeBron, if all the three times he left, he was a free agent. Yeah. Is Greek willing to wait till he's a free agent is what we're going to have to find out. Mm-hmm. And we about a year away because, like I said, Middleton money coming up, they're a little older than you think they is. Let them motherfuckers not win it. Because they ain't got no money. Because Holiday making 40, Greek making 50, and then, like I said, Middleton going to want 40. We're a year away now. We're a year away. Okay. All right, so um, we're gonna do the last division in the East, um, the Southeast. The first team in the Southeast. We're gonna start from the bottom. The with the last place teams, the Charlotte Hornets. Um, Charlotte. Uh, I guess the injuries early on attributed it to them only having four wins. They're four and fourteen right now. Um, they're not an extremely talented team anyway. I'm not sure what they've made too much, but they, I mean, them not having LaMelo ball for like the first nine or 10 games of the season had to mean something. But so my question for that, for them is, um, how long is it before LaMelo asks for a trade? Cause that's coming. Shit. Uh, the real question should be, is he worth building around? 
Well, you have to give this this supermax. That is actually a good question. <laughs> that should be the real question because <laughs> that is because because really you know realistically, like, is he even worth like kissing his ass? Yeah, because I mean that's pretty much what you got to do if you don't want to trade a guy when he asks for a trade. Yeah, yeah. And I ain't never said, yo, hey, 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 honey, let's go go to watch the Charlotte Hornets play Colabella Rock. I ain't never done it, so I don't know. <laughs> So and I live in North Carolina, so I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Damn sure ain't selling no tickets this way. Um, uh, I mean, so but right now he's a, he's that franchise guy though, right? And I don't, I don't think that they thinking like that. Like how you thinking? You, you got to think like that if you're gonna give him a super max. You gonna yeah, give him? I, you got to give him a five year. Yeah, I think they thinking that. All right, Lamelo is our building piece now. Let's like find pieces to build around him. You know what I mean? Because he's still like one of the more promising young players in the league. Agree, agree. But it's the Charlotte Hornets, which, for for the record, I'm gonna tie my question into it because it literally leads to it. Yeah, I want to put the disclaimer out there. I don't condone beating women. I don't condone <laughs> oh, knocking the hell God. out of them or none of this. Okay. I want to make this clear. Well, don't you just sign Miles Bridges because you the fucking Charlotte Hornets? I just don't understand why they're not doing it, man. I mean, I I do get it, man. But you the Hornets, you right. You can't. You're not in a position to be turning down talent, man. Now, now, granted, <laughs> he can't ask for the money he would have got before whooping her ass. Yeah, you know give him a pay cut. Give him a pay cut. But, yeah, but, but if, he, back but if you could get him back for for four years, seventy million instead of four years, one hundred and forty, don't you just bring back Miles Bridges? I just can't believe they're not bringing him back at all. Like that's blowing my mind. Because he ain't got no mind. leverage. He trying to be a gangster rapper. He ain't got no leverage. Like, you, you, you bring him back. <laughs> hey, yo. What is up with Miles Bridges, man? I mean, clearly he ain't right, but he's 20 points a game, six rebounds, and, and four assists, and he plays the position of need as a wing in the NBA. Don't you just bring him back? You would think, but you know. I don't know. I would bring him back, but you know, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I ain't condoning uh, domestic violence or none of that. You know what I'm saying? That How that it is, what it is. You let that play out how it play out, but bring him back on a pay cut. A serious pay cut, because like you said, you have no leverage now. You can't get nowhere near what you thought you was going to get. The fact that you can even get in contract talk, you should just be happy with that. So, but like, and you the Hornets, man. You need the talent. You just kind of need the talent, right? And I'm saying that because with LaMelo, if he stays with him, maybe he don't ask for out. You know what I mean? Maybe he don't. Exactly. Maybe because he's going him and Melo to his homie, you know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe I exactly. So if you want to appease the mellow, you kind of, kind of like gotta. Every other team do that in the league, you know. They try to bring back uh, guys that you want to play with, especially if you're a point guard and you, you know, you got specific. You don't cut his brother three times. Like I, yeah. shit, I don't even know why that motherfucker keep trying. You know what I'm saying? Like I actually clearly... don't know why he don't have a roster spot, considering how important shooting is in the NBA. Because he's a legitimate. He's the best shooter out of all the three. Yeah, until he got plays in a preseason game and then that shit hitting everything but inside of the nets. Like, I don't know what the fuck he be on when it's actual game that time. Be, I don't know, man. That's crazy. But clearly he don't got the, the power that a Greek freak got because brother will be on the roster. Cause hell, it ain't like you playing the 12th hey, or 15th man anyway. Exactly. Man. So if you, Charlotte, don't you just bring back Miles, bitch? You think it would be that cut and dry, but clearly it's not. So, um, okay, and I and I say that because it leads to my second part of the question. Who got more trade value, Kelly Oubre or Gordon Hayward? Um, they both average twenty a game. 
Uh, they both I around about six boards a game. But Gordon yeah. is a better playmaker and more efficient. But uh, Oubre is more available. I was about to say that. Uh, it, it basically comes down to who can you trust to get on the floor, and it's Kelly Oubre. But is Oubre <laughs> even good enough to trade for? Yes, he is. Oubre is like uh, – Oubre can play, man. I mean, depending on which role you want him in, but Oubre can definitely – he can help any roster. Good shooter. Um, not a horrible, like, ball handler. But, I mean, it's not like you want to run clear outs for him or nothing. But he confident as all hell. He thinks that you you give him a clear out, he can score on anybody. So, I mean, that's half the battle, you know. So, um, yeah, he, Oubre definitely got some value. Definitely got some value. So you have more to go and Hayward for you? Yeah. Main and the thing fact is, that we, is the and the fact that we have to argue these two guys is why you just kind of need to bring back Miles. Bridges. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Uh, look, Mike, I know you I know you one of them guys that care about your image, but you kind of don't care because you don't want to answer shit. I'm about to say, he don't give a damn about his to, image, man. Mike could care less about how y'all look. He at does him. when he got to sell sneakers and shit. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he don't know nothing then. I'm just saying. If you try to win some games, you might just have to bang back miles. Like it might be. You would think that would be a no-brainer, but clearly it's not. So but. yeah, yeah, because you know the worst thing can happen to them if they get picked number three, they got to draft Cam Whitmore to go with the rest of the ha ha little fucking wings. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this ain't this ain't it, bro. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um. All right. So the next team in the um division uh, is Orlando. Um. I mean, it pretty much is what it is. I don't think nobody pretty much expected Orlando to be a factor. Um, but I think that Paulo Bancaro has been a little bit better uh, prior to the ankle injury um, than a lot of people even. They think he's having about 23 and a half a night um, before the injury. So my question to or about Orlando is um, before – it's time for Paolo's second deal. Will he make either of the all-NBA teams? Can he become an all-NBA player before it's time for his second contract? Why do you say that? My question wasn't really a question. It was more of a statement. Yeah. Literally, this is what I wrote. Pablo, don't let management take away your rookie of the year. <laughs> that literally was my statement. So I say that to say. <laughs> Get your damn rookie of the year and work your way up towards what you want. Yeah. I do believe by the time his contract is up, the rookie deal, he could be one of the five best power fours in the league. Yeah. Now, does that mean he'll hands down make all NBA? No, because Julius Randle is at that borderline. But Julius Randle made it all NBA before. I'm about so to say he was all NBA to too, though. <laughs> right. So coming top five in your position is usually how you start the conversation. So the fact that he can start the conversation of being top five by the end means he has a chance to do it. Will he be a lock? No. But will he be in the conversation? Absolutely. By just being a top five guy. And the way the playoffs are set up now and the way the team is, you know, switching up and down and Orlando quiet as kept is getting a nice crop of talent, especially in the uh, in the front court. Yeah. They can get the right guard because Jalen Suggs is coming around. Because at one point I'm, I'm looking at him like he's the next Chris Dunn. But he's lately been making shots and, you know, putting his stuff together a little bit. So, yes, he can make an all-NBA for sure. He's going to make an all-star game, no doubt in my mind. Before the uh, rookie deal is up. No doubt in my mind he's going to do that. But the all-NBA one, 
it will all depend on team record. But I do think he will be in the conversation because he will be top five in position by the end. But you can make a case that he's a top 10 power forward already. As far as putting it together, you know, going, you know, up to this point of the season. I remember that you told me that you ain't C-star in Paulo Beccaro when he was in. I, I didn't. I didn't because I, don't, I didn't think he could play up or down in the position. Mm. But I, but mm-hmm. I slept. And when I say that, I mean, most of the time, your best players, are the stars are guys that can play multiple positions. He's not a multiple position player, but he ain't missing a damn thing at the position he at. So he's this probably, is what I told you. That was my argument for him. Like, he doesn't listen, have a flaw. And like, listen, the way the NBA is set up now, a lot of times when you play one thing, the teams don't usually cater to you when you play the four only. They usually don't cater to you like that no more. I didn't think a team would do it. Orlando is doing it more than I expected them to. Um, which, like I said, surprised the hell out of me. Because um, the last power forward to get this type of treatment besides Julius Randle was probably Blake Griffin the year Chris Paul was hurt. But that was like 2015. Yeah. Since then, no power forward. Like, I'm talking about a real power forward. Like, Greek Freak is playing like, you know, five, 4.5 type shit. Anthony Davis, same thing. Like, they're going four or five, depending on the matchups and lineups and all that. I'm talking about just a pure four. The last guy to get that run like that was probably Blake Griffin in like 2015, 14, the year Chris Paul got hurt. So it don't usually happen. So I didn't know if Orlando would be smart enough to do it. I believe he got a chance to make all the NBA by the time the contract is up. So with my question tied into my statement tied into that. But don't let the management take away your rookie of the year, man. Fuck that shit. Y'all was losing while you was playing. Get your damn numbers, man. Don't fuck around and lose your shit to the boy for Indiana. Get your goddamn rookie of the year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that but, boy got a chance to be rookie of the year and six man, which ain't been done since Ben Gordon. Don't let that man take your award. Because Indiana, what you say, they fourth? Yeah, they fourth right now. Winning matters when your numbers don't add, don't, don't, don't. And this is why I said that I had to, we talked about this like, um, like away from the podcast before that I think that he could steal some votes because I think Indiana's going to have a better record. And that matters. Yeah, that but really matters. it won't matter if that motherfucker average 29 to 5. No, it won't. 23.95. It won't. Because like I said, Ben Carroll is like 20, 23 and a half, I think, right now. So, yeah, as long as he's playing. If Ben Carroll's playing, it's not even argument. If, if he's playing, because I like you said, I think he'll be And I don't know if it's an injury for real. Don't let the management take your goddamn rookie of the year away, man. Don't, don't let them now. Don't fucking let them now. Yeah. Fuck them motherfuckers. Don't let them take your goddamn award, man. Cold. All right, so. Um, take your damn award. Next team in the division. Um. Uh, my favorite team is the Miami Heat. Now, um, for me, it's disappointing. I think Miami Heat is probably one of the most disappointing teams as far as, like, the early start. Um, they had the best record in the East last year right now, 7-11. and 11. Um, I could talk – I could do a whole episode talking about some of the Miami Heat's problems, me personally. But my question to you is, is a starting power forward, like, really the cure – for Miami struggles early season? Like, is it just as simple as them securing a, like, viable starting power forward via trade or via buyout or whatever? Would that, like, remedy some of the problems that Miami has right now? Uh, Not as much as people may think. Um, I don't watch as much as you do, but I think what they need to do is just get two more guys in the rotation. Cut your losses with Oladipo. Mm-hmm. And are you going to play fucking Duncan Robinson consistently or not? If you're not, 
go get somebody in that you're willing to play more consistently. Yeah. Get your rotation about nine people. But but you must cut your loss with all the depot. You can't keep banking on him looking like he loose to look and he might come back one day and all that bullshit. Just go ahead and cut your loss with him. Once Hero gets back in the fold, that'll give you Vincent and, and, and uh Lowry at the one. Hero and uh and uh Max Struess uh, at the two. Mm-hmm. And then you know Butler. You know, with with Max Spruce and and whoever you want to do behind that at the three, and then at the four it'll be Bam, uh, Deadman, Martin, and then your boy Jokic, the little big man. However you want to do the combination, depending on the matchup. Mm-hmm. Just get two more guys in a rotation that just could goddamn play, and I think that will solve a lot of shit. Um, preferably a wing. Which, which hell, everybody needs uh, some type of big wing dude, preferably. Yeah. But just cut your losses with Older Depot. And either you're going to play Ducker or you're not, man. Like, yeah. I know I know he disappoints people in certain ways, but he's still a gravity shooter, and you still got to guard that motherfucker. Yeah, his gravity is nuts, still. It don't matter right. how many shots he misses. Like, you still, like, breaking your neck when he runs yeah. the ball. And I don't know so. why they just won't play him. Because if you put him at the three offensively, He's a big enough body at the four where he knows what he's doing. Long as y'all have the gang rebound and help him out on the glass and stuff like but that. But like, that's the problem bit. with us is that we are yeah. such a bad rebounding team already. Is and like defensively, we have holes that doesn't you probably don't see them. They're not highlighted as much because Bam and Jimmy are like probably the two best help defenders in the NBA. And like, they let can, me ask you this about Bam. Yeah, and I don't even want to make this a Bam got to play better, dude, or none of that shit. Is Bam good enough as a four that you would just sign some size just to put at the five and leave him at the four? Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, because I think the the thing is, the narrative about Miami is let's find a four to play with Bam. But if we can find a five and move Bam, Bam is versatile enough, he can move to the four. Yeah, he does. But does he enough. shoot it good enough to play the four permanently like that? What I um, mean by that is, like, Dwight Howard right now, I'm just using him as an example. I don't know mm-hmm. if Dwight Howard be the guy or DeMarcus Cousins because, you know, whatever. But let's just use Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. If you told Dwight Howard, hey, man, get your ass playing against them Jackie Chan motherfuckers and break your ass <laughs> up. Yo, but that's he all he's looking doing. like Shaq in Taiwan right he, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he fucking Wilt Chamberlain motherfuckers and all that. <laughs> Stop playing them nine Jackie Chans. Bring your ass to Miami. We give you a multi multi year deal. I don't know four mil a year, whatever. I would love but he can't shoot. Mm-hmm. Is Bam good enough as a spacer and all that to where you could do that? Put um, him at the four, and then because because I think that's the issue. I think offensively he doesn't space good enough to play him at the four. He does. So y'all use him as a five, knowing he can defensively guard in the position. Yeah, he doesn't space it good enough for that. No. And like I told you before, like away from the spot, I think we've already solved that issue. Um, like with the power forward, because I think uh Nikola Jovic is the power forward that should play next to Ben. So I think we already have that on the roster. But what we don't have is enough extra eyes. We need more big bodies. We just we're terrible at rebounding. Um, we're terrible in transition, the transition defense. Um, we're terrible at pace, but I think that. The whole, like I said, the power four issue is already solved. We, I would like to get, unless we could get another power four, like, because some of the names I've heard thrown around, like, as far as, like, coming to Miami via trade or even via buyout, 
they're not like plus rebounders. You know, like you won't they don't necessarily move the needle in what we need, which is an elite rebounder. Um basically. So I don't think it's as, as simple as like another power forward joining into the fold, like that would help us. Is that what your question for us? Is Bam good enough? No, no. Oh. And for yeah. the record, a guy I think I would like y'all to trade for is your boy out of Houston, man. Kenyon Martin Sr. I think he would be a great fit with y'all, man. It's just um, too small. Y'all heard his name with us too. But I mean he's, he's small. No diff- he's no different than we got him and Caleb Martin. We literally Yeah, but 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 Martin ain't got the fuck you in him that 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 that, that boy got. No, he kinda does. That- He's no, nah, not not like Baby Kenyon. Baby Kenyon trying to tear the damn rim down on your. He daddy ish. He played daddy ish. No, he is. That's, he plays that, like that daddy little boy. That daddy yeah, little boy. Like but that daddy little boy right though. Caleb Martin is like he's he's really no different than Caleb Martin. And I actually I think Caleb Martin is a way better shooter than him. Caleb Martin he is a, he is a, a way better shooter, but he ain't yeah. as vicious as Little Kenyon. That's no. daddy little boy right there. No, he's not he as vicious as little boy. He's not as vicious, but Caleb Martin is one of the better athletes in the NBA. Like, and like I said, he's a better shooter than Martin. He ain't no How better athlete than Kenyon. No, 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 he's not. I mean, but like, and plus, not, I'm, like, I plus I'm using him because he's a cheap guy you can get. He is cheap. I'm, I'm trying like to give a realistic guy. You I heard can his get. name linked to Miami. Before, and and plus, he's available. Yeah, Oda Depot yeah. trade his ass for Kenyon Martin and throw a fucking couple second round picks or some shit with it, and just cut your loss with that motherfucker. Tell Houston. You don't need the motherfucker player no way. He coming off the books. He gonna cover picks for your hot troubles and keep it moving. But that's the this thing. Is- we don't have the picks. We got one pick right now, then one pick we can unlock. Um, oh, it don't matter. It could be 2031. It don't matter. It's Houston, man. <laughs> they, they don't give a shit, man. And, man, whatever. They let the motherfuckers ride. And my question is, yeah. with Max Shoes doing what he doing, what's the most you willing to pay him <sighs> if you was running the squad? Because you're the perfect, because you don't say both scenarios. The all-around guard dude that can't guard offensively and hero, and you had the specialist in Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. So you've done 140 for the all-around score, and you've done 90 million for the specialist. What would you give Max Struess and feel comfortable with? Um, if Duncan got 90, Max can get 90. And that's so just be, because. So you'd be comfortable giving him a four, four for 90. Yeah, and that's just because. But okay, for the record, I I will feel, because we're going to have to make a decision between him and Gabe Vincent. I will be way more comfortable giving that money to Gabe Vincent. Way more comfortable giving that money to Gabe Vincent. But, like I said, if uh, Duncan got 90 and a lot of that was based off of gravity and Max gets the same gravity as Duncan and he's a way better defender, um, can handle the ball a little bit better. Yeah, I could. I would be comfortable with Max getting 490. 490? Yeah. Would you try to see if he'll take something now? Like a 4 for 72? See if he cracked? I don't even think that he would. I think it would be disrespectful to do that to him. I think he'll probably look at it like that. <laughs> So you think he was gambling on himself? Cause remember, mm-hmm. imagine he, he, he was undrafted, ain't up making Max no money. But, a little older you know than people think he is. When that when Max hit the market, man, somebody will pay him. Is what I'm saying, somebody will definitely offer him four for ninety. So you think it's for sure somebody give him over twenty a year? Absolutely, absolutely. Somebody give him that. Absolutely. So yeah, I would be comfortable with that for Max. Duncan contract guaranteed to get moved anyway. 
Duncan no, no, no I'm just saying you, you got both spectrum on your squad. Mm -hmm. That's why I was saying what would yeah. you be comfortable giving Matt? No, because I understand. Like I knew it was an uproar with Duncan getting his money, but I understood why Duncan got his money, and I know the reason why Duncan got his money. The same principles can apply for Max Struess. And it's incentives on top of it because, like I said, he's actually a plus. Max Troops is not a bad defender. Like, he's going to get hunted um, because you like you, you kind of got to pick your poison and you're not, like, about to attack Lowry, Bam, or, or Jimmy. So, I mean, of course, it's going to be Max Troops or Tyler Hero, whichever, whichever guard is in the game at the time. But Max is, like, actually a really good defender. So, yeah, he would actually, that actually would be more deserved than what than it would be for Duncan. Mm, so you would have no beef with it. As I'm watching and, my mind. And, and just for the record, on Jimmy mm. Butler, uh -huh. he's like 33, 34 years old. Yeah. And he ain't the same age range as, as uh, Bam and and, and uh, Hero. Hell, even Max Struess. Yeah. How many years do you before you say, you know what, man? Go ahead on with your old ass. Um, he kind of messes y'all up at times during the regular season, missing these 20, 25 games. But because he play off Jimmy, he kind of gets I, away. I with was it. just about to say that you got to take the good with the bad with that because you know what's what you gonna get when the playoffs start, man. You just you know it, you know. And actually, you want him to take this rest during the regular season because it's not even feasible for him to play at the same level for nine months straight. Like especially with being in his early thirties, like you know, you kind of I don't mind him missing five games here, five games there. I'm cool with that. Okay, you cool with mine. Just long the playoffs start, he's like top five in the world. Because when it's playoff oh. time, he's top five in the world. Okay. Mm -hmm. Max Shoot, four for 90. What the <laughs> fuck are you getting to? Mm -hmm. All right, so, um, all right, with Atlanta Hawks, we're going to the next team in the division, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Pretty much, man. Um, Atlanta's been a surprise for me. I think you had uh, mentioned that you were surprised about like, it actually working. Because I think before the season started, we had both kind of talked about we didn't know if the uh, Murray, Trey Young backcourt work, but it actually looked a little bit better than I thought it would. So, um, with that being said, what's the real ceiling for Atlanta? Like a realistic ceiling for the Hawks? Not not to play the play. Oh wow! So they can't win around. Um. Right now they're six seed. If they right. if they get Indiana, Cleveland, or one of them, I was just yeah. about to say because if they had to play right now, they would play Cleveland. You don't think they could beat the Cavs? Yeah, they could beat Cleveland. They could beat Cleveland. They could beat Cleveland. They could yeah. beat Cleveland. I think they could beat Cleveland too. I wouldn't pick them, but they could. Me neither. But they could but do it. But they could do it. I think they could win a round or two. Actually, I think they could win two rounds. I don't know about two. They could win two rounds. I don't know about two, but, but it's, it's matchup based, of course. But yeah, I think they could win two rounds. Has Murray defense is Murray defense good enough the way he's better than Trey? Considering um, he gets you twenty one and nine, uh, that might be one of the more up, unpopular opinions. But I mean, as an overall player, he's better than Trey Young right now. Anyway, and I know everybody's gonna focus on how much Trey Young scores, but it's more the basketball than just putting the ball in the hole. Yeah, but Trey Young be breaking. A lot. He does, and I mean that's why I said I mean, but uh, Trey Young got the name and stuff too. But I, me personally. As for player rankings, Dejounte Murray would be ranked higher than Trey Young for me because he's you know? shooting like thirty nine percent from the field and like 30 percent from three ball. Yeah, I mean, like, and like I said, that, like I said that um, when we were talking about last week, why I had him at ten, 
his numbers ain't like eye popping. Like he actually don't shoot that high percentage. He just got that fear factor that like you know he could get hot, and if he gets hot, it could be a forty ball on your neck. Like you know that's it's more of a fear factor with Trey Young than an actual like productivity thing because like you said like numbers wise yeah he's not shooting the cover off the ball you draw the media have you think he like one of the best shooters on the planet like with his numbers and everything but not even close not even close so okay what my what my question is is simple mm-hmm. I'm 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 in the living room talking to Uncle Phil and I'm John Collins why don't nobody want me man <laughs> Yo, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I was trying to see where you was going at G. Yeah. Hey, are you sure nobody wants them? I bought them because Atlanta don't want them. No, Atlanta, I'm dead. And they can't get that motherfucker away. I thought Why about want them, man? I thought about that's funny you said that. I thought about making that my question because I, I was really I wanted to ask you originally, like, do Atlanta kind of drop they let's move John Collins? Cause like it kind of seemed like that was a foregone conclusion that it was gonna move John Collins, you know. Yeah, but don't nobody want that motherfucker. Like, why don't nobody want him, man? I don't know, cause he got plenty of tools. I would like to have John Collins in Miami. I just don't want to trade a lot for him. Like, y'all don't want to. I mean, I don't know. He's you gotta like give up something to get something. And he's a talented player, so you can't just get him for nothing. But yeah, but he he fucking like twelve points, six boards, and, and you don't want to give him the ball more than he getting it. He ain't really a defender. Like, what the fuck is he? I know. And why is he not a defender with all that damn athletic ability? Like, he should be, like, one of the best defenders in the NBA. I don't get it, man. Yeah, like, what the fuck is he? He should be more than 12 and 7. Definitely. Yeah, like, what the hell is he? Because he ain't top 10 in his position. He ain't top 16 in the world. Like, what what is he? That's a funny one, man. That's a funny one. Cause how are we supposed to look at him as a player? Like, like what the fuck? Like, like, like what the fuck is it? He? He's the epitome of a jag. He's that's exactly what a jag is. I think if you like looked up jag, especially if you're talking about guys who you don't really know are jags, like show me a jag that we never really thought was a jag. It's him. He's that guy. Like, 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 is he like, like, is he really better than PJ Washington? Mm, not really. And that shouldn't even be an argument. It should be a hell yeah, he better than PJ Washington. No, but uh, is he really better than PJ Washington? <laughs> like, it's one of them things. Like, no, I don't know if he's really better than PJ Washington. Uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. That's a weird dynamic to have, man. I mean, because right now, I mean, by the numbers, no, he's not better than PJ. But I mean, I don't know. Like you said, you you, you look at that and just by names alone. And the style of play that both players have, like it's, it should be John Collins hands down, but it's not. So that tells me all I need to know about John Collins. The fact that I'm yeah, but they can't get that motherfucker away. They can't get him away, and that's why because we debate right now is he better than PJ Washington? And it's a struggle. Yeah, so. I be there. Right. So the last team on the uh, list, um, which is right now the first place team. That's <laughs> really weird to say. In the division, I don't care how what point of the season it is. Uh, the Washington Wizards. So, like I said, Washington's first in the division right now. Um, for what it's worth, I don't think it'll last. I don't think they even think it'll last. Um, but not they got enough talent that they probably could 
uh, realistically become, but anywhere it wouldn't shock me if they was anywhere between the six and the ten seed. Um, but with that being said, because I don't think they could beat anybody in the best of seven, should they tank? Because they got a uh pick that actually goes to y'all if it's not a lottery pick. So, in the event that they don't make the playoffs, they keep they pick. And we already discussed that. If you're not going to make the playoffs, this is the year not to make the playoffs. Um, But they're good enough to, like, get into the playoffs at the bottom. Uh, like I said, I think realistically it'll be between the 6 to 10 range. But is it worth it for them to do that? So they just be like, you know what? Chris Stapps, you hurt. Bill, you hurt. Sit it on down. I will say this. Between them... Bulls, the Hawks. I think the Knicks have been in play in shit. Mm-hmm. They got the best chance to win around. Hmm. The win around in the in the East. Yeah, over over one of the, the, the highest seeds. Yeah, I think. That- and the reason why I say that is because they got the they got real size. Wait, did you put the Hawks in that? You put the Hawks yes. in that group? Yes. Well, yeah, I would say that. I, I think because I think they big three is better than the Hawks big three. I think Kuzma, Bill, and KP is better than any big three on the Hawks. Yeah. Uh, that's rough. I mean, that's Jar <laughs> I mean, who you who, who you putting? Uh the big man, uh Clint, Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. Like who you using? Who the Hawks third best player? DeAndre Hunter? Yeah, he ain't better than Kuzma. Nah, nah. No. I don't think it's crazy at all. Crazy not, at all. Re- not really crazy. So you think that they, the Wizards should try to make the playoffs knowing that they can't really Yeah, make I ain't get $250 million to keep tanking and you ain't year fucking 11, Bill? Hell yeah, it's go time. It's go time. <laughs> like, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. And to his credit, he done calmed his gun in now. He got his efficiency up to his credit. But yeah, it's go time. Shit. Hell yeah, it's go time. Hell yeah, absolutely. 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 Go for fucking broke. Fuck we got to lose. Shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't upgrade the point guard position for this bullshit. Monty Morris and got Will Barton off the bench. Uh, Corey Kessler look a little better than usual. Hell yeah. It's go time. Yeah, hell yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. So, Me personally, I think, man, forget it. <laughs> just go ahead on and sit it on out, game. For what? You just drafted Johnny Davis in the, in the lottery, and he can't even get on the court. What, you going to get another kid to sit him and put him where? Um, my way, of, my line of thinking pretty much is you just kind of keep chipping away at it until you – like because none of the pieces – like I mean, even – I guess they got – Bill is considered a franchise player. Um, Ain't no consider two fifty, nigga. He is. No, I'm saying by, by the money, they, he is considered a franchise player. But nah, he the best player on the team. That's not. That's not get too crazy. Like, that's, no, that's but not. I mean, but but my reason for saying that is, Bill's not gonna be a focal point on the championship team. He'll never be that. I, I mean, I know the money dictates that's what they're looking at him as, but I don't even think they think he's gonna be the best player on the championship team. Like, I don't even think they think he's that guy. They just had to pay it to him. So. If you know that you don't have that guy, my line of thinking is keep chipping away until you find that guy. That guy's not on your roster right now. And potentially – Yeah, but they the, the Wizards. Experts, 
I know, but I'm just saying, but according to the experts and a lot of people that like follow the draft, that guy could possibly be in this draft for you. Yeah, yeah, but okay, if, okay, that's just that's hypothetical. We know enough about these prospects, motherfucker. We don't even done them for those of want to check it out. It was episode two or three. I don't know which one it was, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? Check it out in, 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 uh, in the archives. Okay. <laughs> Let's say they get the eighth pick. And they get a guy like Anthony Black. Where the fuck is he gonna play it? Mm. I mean, yeah, Anthony Black is gonna be a one in the NBA regardless. Because his NBA is all about attacking mismatches and creating the most mismatches that you can. That the wizards. But how did he get on the floor though? He's not getting over the over Monty Morris. He's not getting on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not playing. Um, I mean, like, but if you like draft literally, if they high, don't usually, I mean, well, you would think like, yeah, if you draft that high, but they just draft drafted Johnny Davis, yeah, and he can't get like you. And he's not playing. He's G League, yeah. like, bro. If they literally don't get scoop of Victor, they're not playing you, bro. Yeah, they they're not even playing Cam Whitmore because he's not getting in the court on the game over Rui Achebar. He's not getting in over uh, uh the boy Ivy 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 said his name that went yeah. he went top top ten. Uh, Corey Kesper, he ain't shooting better than him. Like I said, he ain't better than Cool, but like, who are they taking? That's gonna play. I don't know. I do think that if they drafted somebody like Anthony Black, I think at the potential of Anthony Black is high enough that you trade Morris for another piece. Like you, you like, don't trade I, Morris when you got a eleven year vet at two hundred and fifty million. But like I said, I don't think that I don't even think that they view Bradley Bill as that guy. I just think that they kind of was stuck. They, they like, don't. Who we but you're pay? not paying you don't pay you fifty pay. million a year, bro, to keep tanking neither. Yeah. So I don't think they'll market it as like we tanking. Like I don't think it'll be as clear cut as like some of the other teams that you like would think will be tanking, but it's kind of makes sense, man, because they don't have that guy on their roster, bro. Even though, even though they're paying Bradley Bill as that guy, they know he's not that guy internally. I'm not I even. I'm, I'm not even looking at it from a strictly pure money situation. I, I, I'm gonna take the money out. Mm-hmm. Bill is one of the top twenty-five talents in the league. Talent. You can't when, really get much higher, bro. Talent. But when we talk about player, how high is he on that list? He in that same. I mean, he top thirty. Yeah, it get it get a little lower when we talk about play. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying the, the conversation can vary depending on the given year. You know, I'm a year to year guy. I'm not, I'm not yes. a mm-hmm. three, four year increment guy. So okay, just bet because you got him, body of work. So him, we just take the full last body of work we had, which is all last season. He's not a top. Oh, thirty. Oh, no, no. I'm saying of the last three, four years, he in the same conversation as Booker, Levine, Mitchell, all them guards right there together. Give or take what the team situation is and shit like that. Yeah. They all together. Okay. I see where you're going. None of them that. two guards is, is that much greater than the other, just out off the ability to play. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're going with that. You're you right. know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. so if you if you Washington, at what point do you just say, you know what? You Washington, bro. They ain't won 50 games in a season since like 1979. Bro, we was born in fucking 83, man. <laughs> they fucking Washington, bro. Like, like, what they sitting on? Mm-hmm. It's fucking at this point. Shit, let it ride. Shit. Try to ride. They ain't never mattered in our life. Hmm. Not since like the Chris Webber, Juwan Howard day. They didn't matter then. They were losing around one. I mean, they have, but at least they was like, I mean, well, yeah, hell, they made the playoffs two years ago. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah like they don't matter. They're like they literally don't matter. Like they. So okay, so what do you have for me for Washington? Mm-hmm. He been in the league for uh, eight years, and Porzingis uh, been in that seven years, including this year. All right, so it ain't like they've been in the league, you know, one no longer than the other. On average, without clue this year, Miles Turner plays 61 games a season. Porzingis plays 56 games a season on average. So it's only a five-game difference. Mm-hmm. Porzingis averaged more points, more rebounds, more blocks, more more gifted all-around scorer. And the volume stretch ability that, that Turner has, Porzingis does that better than him because he shoots at more volume threes while shooting basically the same percentage. So he's more of a threat out there. But you know, three-point shooting is more about how much they respect you as a shooter just as much as it is how many you make. Mm-hmm. Has KP become underrated? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think the label, the injury the injuries that happened to him pretty much have given him an unfair label as being like unreliable. And I, I think that that kind of like dims a light on the talent that KP had. Um, but yeah, absolutely has become, I think like he should definitely get viewed in, the, in that light. Like as far as uh, one of the most versatile bigs, um, do it all bigs in the NBA, which he used to get that love. He got uh, probably it's, it's kind of weird about him because I think he went from being a little overrated to like now being underrated. And that it's kind of like they just can't get it right with KP. But because yeah, because if you take away, because I'm I'm saying Bam is more of a natural four than he is a five. Mm-hmm. Other than MB, he might be the second best center in the Eastern Conference. You talking about talent? No, I'm talking about player. You think he's a better player than? Listen um, to it. You Listen think he's a better it. player than um, Jared Allen? Yes. Hmm. Him, him, or Al Horford. Oh, I Al Horford, and he's more talented than Al Horford. I'm taking Al Horford. Everybody. No, because you're going by like if he's in the right role, right situation. But is he better? But is Al Horford better than him? Though? No, no, no. He don't have more talent. Okay, yeah. he he better than Mitchell Robinson. The Raptors yeah. don't even got a center. They just find somebody. Yeah, that's why I was saying, like, talent. Like, you talking about talent? No, talent. I'm talking about as, as a player. Al Horford ain't, ain't. Al Horford is better as far as you in a winning situation and you just want a guy that you can rely on for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if you had to get, like, have, be one of your top two or three guys on a team, you're not taking him over KP. Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. The Raptors find a tall guy that you can't pronounce their name to play center. They ain't never got nobody worth a damn. He better than Nick Claxton. Vucevic don't play defense good enough. To, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Allen don't do either one. either side of the court better than him good enough. Rook Lopez, situational, you can make the conversation. You can make the He's not better than Brooke Lopez. I, 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 I'm taking Brooke Lopez over him. You taking Brooke Lopez hands down for sure? Yeah, yeah, hands down. Okay, okay, that'll give two. He better than Miles Turner, the Pistons. He better than the Stewart. He better than Capella. The Hornets. They drop in the center every year, praying. <laughs> and really then the are. Magic, he better than Wonder Carter at this point. He better than Wonder Carter. Yeah. Yeah, that might not be off, man, saying KP, like, is the second best big in the E. 
It's, it's not far fetched. You probably no. I'm center. Don't say big because big then you start adding four. I don't, I don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Second don't best center. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you say you're big, right. you, you, the, you, the you word got to start dropping. The yeah, technicality yeah. with the words do matter. Yeah, yeah. It's y'all coming out. Them guys coming to play and shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the Greek freaking shit. But KP has become real underrated, bro. Real underrated. Miles Turner getting all this love. He can save the Lakers. Then, 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 then what the hell is KP then? He got yeah. to be Jesus if he come through that motherfucker. Man, no. Yeah. Okay, well, um, so that's pretty much the teams for the East. I had my team, my uh, 15 for each uh, team. You had your 15. Um, you got anything else to add before we um, hang it on up, get on up out of here for this week? Uh, the only thing I'm going to add is, man, uh, Thank you, college basketball, for finally putting the top 25 matchups on fucking <laughs> TV this week. I appreciate it. But, I mean, I told you that. When you was like, you didn't want to see, I was like, the next week, man, like, it's the matchups is coming. You know Bro, what I'm they don't need, they, they should have been here with the damn season opening. Yeah, man. But starting you know to y'all good, man. Bro, but, I they mean, got to do, do a better job of opening up the product. That's all I'm saying. That's it. It ain't going to matter, man. With, with somebody man. like you, you one of them people who going to always be disappointed in college basketball. It don't matter what the hell they do, man. No, no, no. I, I, I'll tell you straight up, college basketball stinks overall. I'm not even disputing that. I'm just saying when the season is starting out, we just can't be having ass whoopings for the first 10 days, man. Like, I mean, it ain't a lot of them, though. It ain't a lot of that. Like, most of these games is really good games. Most of them. Most of them. No, what's the matchup game in the play? It's been all right. But not, yeah. but not. You know what I'm saying? I just hate the fact Nick Smith's been down. So I ain't oh, yeah, that's to see him. And I can't wait to see when he get back into the fold because I think the legend of Anthony Black is taking off right now. Yeah. Like, so. it's rocketing. I'm talking about skyrocketing right now, and I cannot wait to see that the dynamic once Nick Smith gets back into that backcourt because I think if Nick Smith was healthy for the Maui, they would be talking about Nick Smith the way they're talking about Anthony Black right now. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Black just earned him some more money. This week, literally, yeah, just make some money. See, I mean, that's the thing though, he might look better if the other one ain't there. That's why, I, yeah, they should exactly. have went to school together. But that's why I said I can't time. wait to see the dynamic of that when Nick gets back because yeah. Nick gonna have the ball in his hand, yeah. and Anthony ain't gonna be cool with that shit. You know nope. what I'm saying? So because I can't not, yeah, Nick is the highest rated player. He was the highest rated point with all of that. Like uh-huh. I think a lot of people don't know that. You know. Uh-huh. And like he kind of out of sight, out of the mind, because you hurt right now. But he'll be back. He'll definitely be back, and he'll have something to say about that. I don't know if, like you said, Anthony Black gonna be cool, you know, with him having a rock. But I mean, I think Nick Smith can play off ball some, so I think they they'll probably use Anthony Black with the ball in his hands a little bit more. Nick Smith a better spot up shooter. Um, but yeah, that's definitely gonna be interesting to see when Nick Smith gets back about like how Anthony Black looks and how they look together. I can't wait to see that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, that's pretty much it. I thank y'all for um, locking in with us for another week. Um, once again, you can find us on uh, Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, so check us out whenever you can. And that's it. Y'all have a good night. Enjoy.